History 101. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Gaming History 101, the Retro Video Games Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, and joining me from the Lost Village is none other than Jamalias. Uh, awesome introduction. Thanks very much, Fred. It's great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. See? I fuck it up that time. I could have called the village what it's really called, like the God's oh. Edge of Hell Village or whatever it was called, but... Uh, Every Japanese cliche horror film. <laughs> so. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, well, welcome uh, to this week's episode in honor of uh, the end of our Halloween month is going to be uh, none other Aww. than um, widely regarded uh, by many, many people or at least many a publication to mm. be uh, one of the best horror games of all time, if not the best horror game of all time, uh, Fatal Frame or Project Zero Two Crimson Butterfly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, before we jump into it, and uh, we're going to do some news and stuff, but even before that, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Fred. Well, I've, I've, actually, I've had a really, really shit week this week. This is one of those weeks oh, where sorry, everything yeah. has... Oh, it's fine. It's, I, I laugh about this. When you, when you look back on it, it's just actually quite funny. Just everything has just gone wrong for me this week. Uh, not to make this too personal, but I mean, it, it kind of sounds funny when you think about it, where it's one of those weeks where every day you're just thinking, okay, today's going to be better. Uh, starts off with um, I have a fl- I had a flood in my flat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Things. So yeah, there was a drip from the sink, and we had to... Um, it's one of those really, really irritating scenarios where, because I'm renting still, I don't own a property yet, but I'm hopefully working on that uh, within the next coming sort of few months, maybe year, maybe next year. Um, so you, you have to you have to call out a plumber from the estate agent to do the work for you. Um, and the guy basically delayed us two days, so we had to do this really annoying system where we had to like siphon, I don't know, like filter the the leak into this bucket and keep swapping it out every, basically to avoid um, the downstairs being totally flooded, the people that that live below us. So that was fun. (laughs) Oh, man. Sorry to hear that, bro. Uh, Did anything really important get lost to that flood, or at least that was good news? Okay, good. It was just, but fortunately, it was we managed to localize it the bathroom only. (laughs) (laughs) But but we never got any complaints from downstairs, so we're assuming everything's okay because that's what we were more worried about. Thinking, oh fuck, what if this leaks downstairs? Well, you know what the test is: you could just flood the the apartment downstairs now and uh, see what Mm -hmm. happens. Exactly. (laughs) But what's really quite entertaining, though, about the people that live below us is they work at Domino's Pizza here in the UK. Um, obviously, which people live in America. You guys have one of those? <laughs> we do, yeah. It's quite popular over here. Ah, and, that's awesome. <laughs> and they, they usually get in from work when I finish the podcast, which is really... <laughs> Do they smoke pot? You can tell me. I think they do, yeah. That's fantastic. We had these people who lived above us uh, when Julie and I had our first apartment. And the guy looked like Kid Rock. And he smoked a shitload of pot, and he worked at a place called Godfather's Pizza. And so he always just had pizza and pot on him. And we don't smoke pot, but we drink. And, uh, you know, whether it's pot or booze, uh, by about joint two or beer three, you're kind of ready for some pizza. <laughs> yeah, so he was a great guy to know. <laughs> so, and I'm then sorry to hear from- that. 
I was going to say, apart from that, my, my car, which I've had for, for this car I've had probably for five years now, finally decided to die. It's not a biggest loss, but it's got some sentimental value to it because I've had this car forever. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, serious engine failure and I'm probably going to have to get rid of it. But, um, it's Ooh. not, that's not really the end of the world, I expect it. It's just the fact that, that happens this week. <laughs> it's just like yeah, all the weeks. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you want me to, I got a spare Dodge Dart. I could probably mail you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like you, kid, but <laughs> I might take you up on that. Yeah, all right. Fed- FedEx uh. that shit. <laughs> I would, man, but the insurance on it's dog <laughs> shit. Like I don't know, but uh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Ah, oh, no, it's all good. There's a, there's a few things, but I'm not going to go into that. Those, I thought those might possibly sound more entertaining than the other crap that's going on, but I'd, everything's fine. It, like I said, doing stuff like this every week cheers me up anyway, so it, it makes me kind of realize just how dumb this stuff is and why, why stress about it. So Yeah, but I always feel like there's some ulterior force always trying to, like, bring you down, man. Not yeah. you personally, but, you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not necessarily having the greatest week either, but, uh, compared to you, I think I'm doing okay. But, uh, and I, I hope that didn't make you feel bad, but, uh, um, I woke up with, uh, just a swollen knee beyond all recognition without having known any serious trauma. Um, mm-hmm. so basically I walk like I'm 700 years old right now and, uh, my knee is the size of a softball and, uh, my doctor has no idea what the hell's going on. So they just know that no muscles tore. So I guess yay. So it's kind of a bitch. I'm taking lots of anti-inflammatories. And the best part about anti-inflammatories, ibuprofen and alcohol, aside from in your stomach lining, do not uh, interact with one another, nah. unlike most pain meds. So that's cool. Stop it now. Although I'm not uh, on any alcohol at this moment. I'm just... Uh, I'm riding so, high from the Lost Village with a Diet Coke, but I could break so, it out. I if heard I'm something tempted. crack open. <laughs> yeah, it was a Diet Coke, but I, I could go crazy if I wanted to. I got the Captain Morgan over here because of something that I will reveal in just a moment that involves our uh, buddy at listener and in the chat, Fortingard. Ah. Yes. So anyway, um, all right. Well, you want to jump into uh, Zanus? Yeah, let's do this. Okay. Oh, real quick. Um, couple of listener mail things, and I guess Fortin oh, yeah. Guards would be part of that. Uh, talk to Voss5. He's uh, Hopefully we can try to find some time in the next week, Jam, to get together and wrap mm-hmm. up this Silent Hill 3 uh, commentary. Yeah. Extra credit. Should only be about a half an hour, if yeah, that. Yeah, but, good. Uh, um, but he did touch base with me, so hopefully we'll get that out to you guys. Um, and also, in honor of, uh, of Halloween, I've got a couple of things. So I'm sure you guys noticed I did not get... Uh, the retro game night for Friday put up. I actually captured it, but it's the funniest thing. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, I was uh, basically running in the morning on Saturday and then watching a goat walk a plank uh, in the midday. I see. And then, yeah. And then the Kansas City Royals are in the World Series, so we went to a Royals uh, thing. And I'm not a very sporting guy. But they always have alcohol, and uh, in this particular case, they had buffalo dip and uh, chili cheese dogs, so I really can't turn any of that down. Um, and then my knee started fucking with me really bad, and uh, I, I couldn't get anything live, and then I was really worried about my knee all day Sunday. So i got to be honest with you, it just fell to the back burner. But I did do a capture of uh, Ghostbusters 2, the the new Ghostbusters 2, the one that's uh, oh, yeah. that was released by um, – <clears throat> in. Uh, 
Japan and Europe by Hal. Um, we discussed what last week? Yes, yes. So I did a capture of that, and I did another game we talked about on the show. Uh, Was it, I might have done Kid Dracula, and I think I did something else. There's a little bit of drinking involved, but not (laughs) not so much that I don't remember anything. Uh, Anyway, so I'll get that and try to get that live as soon as possible. Additionally... Um, last night, uh, and Jam, I know you were copied in on this, Fortingard brought up a game uh, by the name of Night Slashers X. Now, are you familiar yeah. with this game at all uh, before I he brought it up? So I, was like, I, was before, I wasn't before he brought it up. So. All right. Well, Night Slashers, I had always heard, was kind of like a Darkstalkers, but Darkstalkers was like a horror video game that just starred kind of like Universal Monsters, and by Universal Monsters, I meant universal as in the royal universal not the company um whereas night star uh, sorry Blah. night stalkers <laughs> is actually a data east uh, walk to the right beat everybody up final fight s game from i want to say the mid 90s 93 or 94 it was a little violent and you were basically either like a vampire hunter stop me if you've heard this one Mm-hmm. Um, or you're a vampire with uh, robotic arms, right. <laughs> or you're like a sexy chick. Um, I think that's what it is. Either a sexy chick or a monster. You know, the two go hand in hand. Of uh, course. Yeah. And so, anyway, it was an interesting game, but it's always one of those many games that's on the main cab that you're like, I'll get around to playing this. Well, so I guess they made a version car- ca- card called Darkstalkers X, or Darkstalkers, Night Slashers X, and Night Slashers X is like this updated version that was made in the Beats of Rage engine, and I've kind of talked about this, Mm. and Beats of Rage is uh, an engine predominantly used in Dreamcast to make all these crazy, like, um, crazy, like, brawler games. It's basically an engine to generate a brawler, and so they recreated the game in this, uh, with enhanced graphics, more enemies, different uh, endings, and there's various changes, and it runs on Beats of Rage. Well, I thought it was wor- going to work on my Dreamcast. It does not. It's PC or PSP only, and when I put my PSP, it does run, but it doesn't run great on the PSP, and yeah. when I put it uh, through the composite cables, it's a small box on the screen. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. So uh, that wasn't very good, so I've hooked it up to my Windows 7 PC, and guess what? I can live stream this motherfucker. That's sweet. <laughs> so I'm thinking about live streaming it. I'm not going to do it on Halloween because Halloween, I've got to take my daughter trick-or-treating and then my wife and I are going to watch the original Halloween. It's kind of a thing for us. I'll probably get on and play some retro games later mm-hmm. on the night, but I don't know if I should bank on that. So I'm going to do it in advance. So I don't know what Fortingard's plans are, but let me know if you want me to do that like tonight or tomorrow night possibly thursday i don't know um the downside is i gotta do it at 10 p.m like 11 p.m eastern so i don't know if fortingard can watch but don't worry i'll put it over on the youtube channel as well um but it's your call so fortingard if you get a chance just let me know anyway it's it's very cool and i did get a chance to play it for a little bit yesterday and it was it was a blast but i'd love to record it with some commentary yeah Um, yeah, it's hard though i don't know how far i'll get into it but i'll give it the old (laughs) college try for uh for an hour so uh, anyway. I love that. I love that phrase. The college try. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that came from. It's a, it's definitely a uh, an American phrase. Mm. Give it the old college try. Uh, <laughs> but I have no idea what it comes from um, because uh, 
to me, the old college try is just macking on the freshman 15 that are lined up at the uh, underage bar. But, uh, you know, teach their own. <laughs> so, Jesus, no, not tonight. Don't worry, <laughs> Fortingard. I didn't say it had to be tonight. Uh, but uh, anyway, what I really want to know is if uh, late tonight, tomorrow night, or Thursday would ever work for you this week. And if not, then I'll just pre-record it and then uh, post it live. But I'll live stream it for those of you who can who can watch. It'll be my first emulated game. Although, since it's Beats of Rage <laughs> openware, technically speaking, it's not emulated. So I'm still kind of cheating. I just have uh, a <laughs> yeah what beats of rage yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh it's actually an open source think of it as a full-blown like uh program he said maybe mm. thursday night so i'll try for thursday night and Fortingard, if you can't make it thursday then i'll just run it anyway so thursday night 10 p.m central standard time 11 p.m eastern standard time and 8 p.m pacific standard time and god what would it be for you guys it would be uh, four in the morning are you minus <laughs> are we minus five right now yeah like four in the morning uh in, well, in the actually. uk <laughs> and then for Fortingard, i think it's like seven in the morning so maybe he can just get up early or something but uh, either way we'll figure it out uh but that's when i'll be doing it so i'll be i'll be streaming that but yeah if you get a chance jam you can check it out because a lot of the beats of rage stuff that i have on the dreamcast um also uh runs just fine in this and they're small i want to say it was like 80 megs for the game so uh and they're they're cool because they're dot zips and then when you unzip them they're dot pak's those are kind of the rom image type for for that uh, and dot pak's are used in a lot of other programs but they're very program specific you almost need an extractor that knows what's in there and and that the same is true for beats of rage so anyway let's move into the news what do we nice. got? Well, the first one, which was, I think this is kind of earlier in the week, which um, 3D Realms has been brought back from the dead again. I, I was going to say, uh, this might not be the first go around <laughs> with this, time. but who knows? Because um, I could have sworn it wasn't the first time. Um, yeah, I'm not I sure. Can't who, I can't remember who brought it. I know it was a foreign company who, um, who got basically, he's basically, basically what they've done to celebrate is they're basically re-releasing a compilation of it's not all of their games because a lot of the games they don't own the license, the rights to anymore, like Max Payne, um, Prey, they don't have anymore. So um, there are some obvious submissions. I know someone was telling me earlier um, early in the week on Twitter that they're also um, omitting quite a lot of the really early Apogee games as well. We're talking the you know real early 80s kind of games. Right. Um, so they, I guess... But they, on the plus they, side, do you know why that is? I'm not too sure why that... It might the be The Apogee pack is actually already available. Apogee oh. Software is selling their stuff with like Rise of the Triad and whatnot, um, and so that's available on uh, Steam and Good Old Games, I think. Mm. So yeah, just look up Rise of the Triad and on Steam, and you know how like they'll offer you like bundles that it's in. Uh, mm -hmm. One of those bundles is the Apogee pack, and it's not expensive. I want to say it's like ten, fifteen bucks. It has the Duke Nukem side scrollers and mm. Rise of the Triad and things like that, or Rot. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean this pack contains some interesting ones i think is it it's like 32 games they've got within it uh mm -hmm. it was um like a day one launch you get it for 20 dollars, which is kind of a steal for what you get if you don't have most of these games already i mean it does I have was a very saddened to find out i owned most of these yeah. games on steam and i was like oh god yeah. i'm never gonna play like any of these 
So a lot of them is stuff like he's got like all of the, like you said earlier, Fred. It's got all the two D Duke Nukem's. It's got Duke three D, of course. It's got Duke Nukem out of the hand brush. But some of the more interesting ones. I mean, certainly for me, is a game called um, Cosmos Cosmic Adventure, which is a two D platformer with an alien huh. that has little suction cups for hands. I oh, remember yeah. that when I was young. I do remember, I do remember that, that so. game, although I don't have that one. But I'm not going to buy the pack just for that. No, no, but no, no. yeah, I was hoping they might re because they because this is coming out. I'm hoping they'll probably re-release the stuff separately for good old games. Oh, I'm sure they that. will. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it is cool. Um, but now it's forty dollars now, or it's thirty nine ninety nine, um, and it comes with a remix soundtrack. Um, it's just like I think it's only like nine tracks long. But the interesting selling part of that apparently is that it's got the it's the guy who did the music for Brutal Doom, the mods. Oh, the, cool. guy, the name slips me, but apparently he's quite well known. Um, I was just imagining something that's like you know. Like all, uh, you know, and then Duke Duke was just like groovy, 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 you know, like things like that. Or like, I'm going to shit in your face or I'm going to rip off your head and shit down your throat, you know, shake it, baby. But uh, I'm glad to hear that it's actual like remixes of of decent, uh, well, arguably decent songs. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. That's 3D Realms. They're back again. We'll see how long they last this time. <laughs> In other news, 3D Realms is closing because I the pack it. failed to meet uh, publisher expectations. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so moving to the next news story. This one, it's not really huge news, but it, it was it caused quite a stir on Twitter, and that is the uh, oh, did it? re-release. It did, yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you about this in a sec, but uh, GTA San Andreas HD re-release, so I think you said it was 720, is that right? Um on your Twitter yeah, feed. 720p um, is, is HD. Like that. Yeah. Um, but people went mental because this is on the 360 and it's not on the Xbox One. <gasps> um, and I and I just, my response to that to quite a few people was like, well, I'm kind of a kind of a retro guy anyway. I do, of course, I do dabble in the modern stuff as well, but I don't have an extra console just yet. But to me, I've got no problem with this. I don't see what the issue is with being on 360. It probably will come out on the next gen consoles as well. God, but, I hope not. This doesn't, this didn't need to be made. no. Um, but the only reason that people brought this is because it came out ridiculously cheap. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally guilty of it. Uh, yeah, I bought too. it for three bucks, so, and I think you bought it for I bought it for quid. four bucks, and you bought it for three pound. Yeah, so which it is does, a deal. So that means we're part of the problem, which means a lot of people probably bought it. Which means yeah, uh, it'll probably come to Xbox One and PS4. Yeah. <laughs> it probably won't be that price point. I think if it goes, to the, I think this is just because um, it's the tenth year anniversary. I've heard it's actually um, uh, fifteen bucks now. Yeah, yeah. So it's gone up already. So it was like a. It must have been just a temporary launch. Uh, actually, it said it, it had a launch sale until the seventeenth or twenty seventh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, because that's why I changed. I thought it might have changed when it came to this show. So um, so yeah. If if it was there, you jumped on it. But if not, um, but yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm probably not going to play this anytime soon. But I'll probably play it later later on. I do have the game. Um, I think um, the, for the original Xbox, where you could do the custom soundtracks from your Xbox hard drive. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you used to do that, but. But nope. um, <laughs> you didn't. That was, that was huge for me. I sit with all the. I got it being I, huge. I I I, re, I repurchased GTA Three and Vice City. Because um, I already had them on the PS2, just so that I could have your custom soundtracks into them for the Xbox. Well, and you should be able to do it on the 360 as well, because yeah. that always lets you override the soundtrack of games. Mm. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, I, I knew that, but yeah. I, I, was sort of, I was sort of talking about like, like the retro in terms of like, when, you, when right. you didn't have that that luxury back in the old. You know, well, and I've got a copy of the original Xbox version of it, although I've never booted it up. Um, I played it way back when it first came out. Mm. Um, 
And I remember when Hot Coffee got announced. I was like, oh, i got to see these Barbie dolls <laughs> fucking. i got to see this. And I remember reading the instructions on how to do it. And it, it requires you to play for like eight hours and have a pro action replay and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, fuck that. And I went to YouTube. I think that was one of the first times I went to YouTube instead of actually doing it myself. And I watched it, and I was like, ah, that's kind of stupid. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but yeah so. That's GTA San Andreas. It's out again for everything except Xbox One and PlayStation 4. And I... Uh, okay, cool. Um, and I uh, I saw some people asking if it was going to come to PS3. I'm like, I don't think they want to screw with... Uh, it's already on PS3. At least here it is. It's, on, it's the PS2 Classic. It's well, yeah, the... but the Xbox One Classic was available. The original Xbox yeah. Classic uh, was available as oh, really? well. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it must have been. Yeah, yeah, of course. So. <laughs> but, uh, hey, Jam, do you have the chat up? I do. It seems to be not doing much. Okay, cool. So am I on there as, at the bottom? Uh, let me just check you. Yep, you're here. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, just want to make sure. It's okay, chatters. Um, <laughs> all right, but yeah, yeah, so that came out. Um, maybe I'll play it. Uh, I'm hoping the load times are a little shorter. Uh, that game is long as balls. Oh, God. And it, there's all the traveling around as oh, well. So. Yeah, I know, man. I'm just overwhelmed <laughs> thinking about it. Uh, oh, I did it because of achievements. Because, well, oh, really? achievements. Uh, welcome to the wonderful world of me. Uh, I brought that for the achievements. <laughs> I don't. I, I didn't buy it to get many of them, but a handful of them. I hope there's uh, fucked up ones like see the Yeti because you, like, yeah. you can't, you know, but uh, that would be. We'll hard. find the hot coffee mod. There you go. <laughs> that would be fantastic if they put it back in there. <laughs> and it makes the news all over again so much trouble <laughs> Barbie's fucking film at 11 uh, but uh, anyway well and last but not least good old games blows the doors off of some fantastic LucasArts yeah, re-releases cool. so for the first time since the original releases X-Wing and TIE Fighter Special Edition are available and updated to run on modern PCs <laughs> Nine ninety nine a piece. You can play these. Um, these are oft regarded as like some of the best Star Wars games of all time. X Wing's fantastic. Well, there you go. Aren't they like hybrid, like space sims and dogfighting? Yeah, they're more dogfighting. Although, oh, okay. um, I might be thinking of the sequel. I'm thinking. I might be thinking of Rebel Assault. Um, I know one of the um, one of the Rebel Death Assault is an FMV game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was thinking of that one where they kind of introduced kind of some kind of like shooting mechanic bits as well, like on foot. But they're, they're, they're are fully in FMV and they are they are gorgeous for just how awful they are. <laughs> yeah, X Wing and Tie Fighter actually were full polygonal games, but yeah, uh, yeah they're they're, oh, they're great as well, especially yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and it's it's good these are fun. I, I, was, I was surprised that they actually did come to GeoG. Actually, I thought these were just going to be sort of just lost. <laughs> yeah, actually, it, it gives promise to things like maniac mansion and various other yeah. scum vm games that have been lost to the annals of history uh which comes to the next point which is um sam and max hit the road and indiana jones and the fate of atlantis mm-hmm. also got the modern pc treatment and those have not been available outside of scum vm uh since their uh, release uh, as i i recall uh the original monkey island also came out which uh I think is only not notable because that special edition came out yeah. and you can switch to the original graphics, but 
that's the case. Um, and KOTOR, which yeah. I've heard KOTOR is quite a bitch to get to run on Windows 7 PCs. So it's good to see that this is uh, working and ready to go, um, even on Windows 8. So, yeah. And uh, I want to say um, X-Wing, TIE Fighter, and KOTOR are um, all $9.99 right now, although KOTOR is currently on sale. It's going to go up to $12.99 after a day or two. Uh, Monkey Island, uh, Sam Max hit the road, and Indiana Jones are six or six five ninety nine. They might be. That's a steal for those games. Oh, especially so, Sam and Max hit the road yeah, and Fate of Atlantis. Uh, those are both <laughs> great games. Um, well, and so is Monkey Island, but I already have it. Um, but yeah, those are those are fantastic. Uh, Sam Max hit the road is a hilarious yeah. game. Um, but uh, yeah, so you can definitely check those out. I'm not going to be grabbing Kotor on on uh, good old games if only because I have the Xbox version. Say, yeah. And I'm one of those flawed people who can't really use mouse and keyboard, and that interface <laughs> was directly made for mouse and keyboard, much like Dragon Age. So yeah. it's like if you want to play it on consoles, play it on consoles. Otherwise, uh, yeah. <laughs> play it like a real PC game if you're going to get it on PC. So since I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, that was about it. Uh, yeah, not really much happening this week. Yeah, there was some homebrew shit and whatnot released on RetroCollect, but you can go check those out if you're interested. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about Fatal Frame slash Project Zero Two, Crimson Butterfly. Sweet. Before we get into it, <laughs> we need to preface this with a couple of things. Uh, we know this is a beloved title. And our game clubs are specifically so that Jam and I can either revisit something we selfishly feel the need to revisit and have duped the other person into. This is usually me duping Jam, not the other way around. (laughs) Um, Or it's us experiencing, again, games that we've never played for the first time and discussing them. As a result, we really kind of discussed the look, feel, and... uh, concepts and plot of the game as opposed to really reviewing them which is why the reviews come out later mm-hmm. having said that i don't know how it didn't really i and I, I think i'm speaking for you here but i think you agree with me it didn't really touch that fear horror what i thought it was going to be nerve as much as i thought it would yeah and i think for me it was more I played because I played the first one first. So I, I was—I mean, I know you're originally going to play the first one, but obviously you had all that other stuff to get to keep you contended with. Um, mm. And um, I generally just felt that the, the first one, the first game in the series, Project, uh, Project Zero: Fail Frame One, um, it was—it really was very, very eerie. And then when I got to the second game, um, a lot of it, some of the stuff that I guess was supposed to be scary, just felt like familiar territory by that point. I guess I get—I get desensitized very quickly with horror with horror games, where. You can't really play the same trick twice with me, really. It's like, if you've done it once... Oh, shit, the... then you shouldn't play The Evil Within. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw your video, Fred. I'm just so, kidding. Yeah. No, The Evil Within is good, but uh, it does tend to uh, uh, kind of, you know, try to do the same. Toro, Toro, you know, like it's walking you in yeah. circles that are kind of similar. But uh, I get that. I think for me, it was that um, somehow the effectiveness of true Japanese horror... Which is, for the record, very effective on people, doesn't seem to work on me. I don't know if it's because I'm tra- it's traditionally relatively spiritual, and it's not that I'm not spiritual. I'm just not in fear of spirits, even those that can kill. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I agree a good with that. example is like 
The Ring. The Ring yeah. was a highly effective horror movie. And yes, I've seen Ring U as well. Um, <laughs> and uh, and a lot of people in my um, in, in my I think I was in high school when that came out, or at least I was in early college. A lot of people were really fucking creeped out by that movie. Really fucking creeped out. Me, nothing. Same thing with The Grudge, and then subsequently oh, yeah. Ju-On, which I did watch both of those. Again, like, creeped a lot of people out. Didn't work for me. Ironically enough, Paranormal Activity, when she goes and just stares <laughs> oh, at the camera all odd at the very end, sucks. <laughs> fucking made my hair stand on end, and I don't know why. Uh, so I can't really explain the effectiveness, but your traditional Japanese spirit stories... Um, while I find them entertaining, I don't find them quite as creepy as they should be. Mm. Um, on the flip side, for some reason, I'm absolutely fucking eeried out of Siren, Blood Curse. So, which is very similar. It's a lost village. Um, I think it's just because the zombies are tangible. I don't know. But for some reason, it just doesn't work on me from a fear perspective. Even uh, the final boss, which is the, uh, you know, oh, what's his name? The Kaibatsu or whatever the... The very, oh. you know, the big oh. demon that they, they try to appease with the sacrifice, which, oh, by the way, spoilers are going to be in this a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but even when he, she, it, I mean, I just was like, it looks kind of like a kuma, you know, and then I just uh, got real pissed off because I couldn't like hit it on those uh, when it finally gets to like near low health and it starts being a dick. Um but I did eventually complete it. Uh, while I will admit there was an eeriness about the game, and it actually was a lot more effective early on, which we'll get to, um, yeah, it just didn't it didn't work effectively for me. Um, still, I, I, I had an okay time with the game. Um, oh, yeah. But I, I don't know. Whatever is supposed to stick with me didn't stick. So, anyway, I, I go into that saying that, but, you know, I mean, it clearly is you know, kind of a big deal for a lot of people. And I can see why if this is an effective type of horror for you, it, it would be very effective. I mean, it does it in spades. Um, and there are some eerie moments, but like, I think of that. And then I think of like the climax of, uh, of silent Hill three. And I'm like, okay, we're talking about some different kinds of yeah. shit. Uh, but, uh, you know, <clears throat> to each their own. Some may argue I'm the more, lowbrow type of horror person i liked the evil within style which is very i don't know visceral (laughs) (laughs) and by visceral i don't mean like uh, i mean literally containing large amounts of viscera or human gore (laughs) so anyway um but that doesn't mean i didn't play through the game and that doesn't mean we won't talk about it uh, uh with all that uh that was just kind of my my personal opinion did you want to add anything jam oh no i was just gonna i was totally with you with the when you're talking about the films that i think this game definitely draws some inspiration from which we'll get to later um i i remember you know seeing like I, there was this when i was at university over here um there was a girl that i was dating that was really into that that crap like the ring and the grudge mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was just like that stuff really just honestly sent me to sleep <laughs> so well, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm one of those people who watches a lot of foreign cinema. Yeah. And so shit like The Ring and The Grudge versus Ringu and Juon piss me off. Because uh, mm. they're almost 
They're they're getting on the edge, of the cusp of just saying, well, if we switch out these foreigners with Americans, suddenly everybody's going to watch it, you know, and that pissed yeah, me no, off. Yeah. Uh, more recently, uh, let uh, the right one in and let me in did that. And to a large extent, even the girl with the dragon tattoo. I, I find it hard-pressed to understand why you would like the American version and not the Swedish release. It's just difficult for me. <laughs> so, anyway. <clears throat> but having said that, we did play through this game. There's a lot of very interesting mechanics with it. Uh, the, cam- the camera obscura concept, which I know is not unique to this uh, game, but will probably be most commonly experienced by people through this game and uh, a lot of what they do i really kind of dug so um so uh, like i said i dug what the game did it just i was expecting it to blow my ass away and it didn't and maybe that's my fault for going into it with that expectation Oh, so. mine too, though, because uh, but uh, I was like, I think I totally agree. But I think this game, if to despite what we may sound like, we're just going to, which we're not really. Um, it is different. It's really kind of not like uh, many games. Is by well, many other games at all. Period. Really, it's different. Um, for I tries. guess one of my other problems is like most Japanese movies, yeah. games, horror. It's in. It's it's heavily predictable. Or all you have to do is be mildly pessimistic and then mildly optimistic, and you can pretty much write the plot. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, although you know that said, I think the girl dies in Juwan, so <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> I guess it just depends. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm spoiling everything tonight. Um, it's not just Project Zero; it's, it's everything. <laughs> and before we get started. Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. Okay, glad oh I got that off my chest. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, so all right. Well, so let's let's just jump right into it. Um, so, how do you want to do this? Do you want me to lead? Do you want to lead? Actually, why don't I lead with what is basic premise and gameplay, and then you can do the comparisons to the first game, since I would argue you're an authority on that. <laughs> um, hey, that sounds good. Let's do that. All right, so the basic premise of this game, uh, twin sisters, uh, Mio and Mayu, end up approaching the Lost Village from the uh, Misano Hill. These two girls have a special connection and past, but it's mostly left unexplained. At this point, all you know is they're going to the dam. Um, I just wanted to say it's a good thing they didn't turn right. They would have gone to Silent Hill instead. I know, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And fucking Raccoon City's right between them. It's terrible. These, these people are just in the worst woods ever. Uh, but anyway, as you progress... Actually, I think I would rather go to the Lost Village than either of the other yeah. two. Um, anyway, as you progress through the game... Well, actually, no, because you'll get stuck in the Lost Village for the rest of your life. Uh, anyway, uh, as you progress through the game, you'll explore the Lost Village and most notably the empty houses that occupy it. Uh, you control Mio and Mayu... Oh, sorry. You control Mio and Mayu will uh, at times accompany you and at other times disappear. Right. I do think it's funny that you take control of Mayu, though, for a very short period of time so that you can be the one responsible for her gallivanting off (laughs) after fucking butterflies all the time. Uh, And just so you know, she's not, like, impaired in any way mentally or otherwise. That's not why she's chasing after them. But she's definitely mesmerized by the crimson butterfly. Um, Tone is very much like that of the Japanese supernatural horror film. Um, 
Tank controls in the third person for navigation. I don't know if I'd go so far as to say it's tank, but it's definitely clumsy. She, uh, oh, yeah. Mio <laughs> decided to pack her fucking Frankenstein clogs <laughs> when she decided to explore this city in the dark. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a little weak. Um, is it fixed camera angles? It is, isn't it? Uh, there's 3D moments. There's there is um there are it's it's a bit of both. I think Co- Code Veronica. But it's of, okay. So, but it's not true blue. You know, it's one of those things where I didn't think about it until just now. I was like, do I control the camera or don't I? I guess I don't. You don't control the camera. No, okay. no, the camera follows you. Um, but when you when you're in the tight corridor areas, there are some areas that are just totally fixed. Um, but but when you're outside wandering around the village, the camera will follow you around, but you have no control over it though. Um. I mean, it's um, it, when you talk about the actual controls, what I loved about this game, I mean, I'll talk about it when we get to comparisons, but you, you can choose your control style. You can have 3D controls or the 2D control system, and both are <laughs> terrible. So. I didn't even know that was an option. Did I go you know, into those option. options on the... Oh, wait, I didn't do a, a Let's Play on this one. Yeah, you didn't do this one. Yeah. Uh, actually, I did record like four hours of me playing this. I just didn't do any commentary, so I decided to ditch it. Um, I'm wondering if I if I looked at those controls. I probably looked at 3D and I was like, "Fuck that." Um, the controls you were stuck with would have been the ones that are like, yeah, kind of similar to Resident Evil. But you could also choose controls where basically uh, the direction you press um, on the on the analog stick would be what direction uh, uh, Mio travels. So if you press up, you'll go north straight away no matter what direction you're facing if you press down you'll go south in what direction you're facing nice. I found it confused the crap out of me to start with i was just like what's going on what is going on here uh yeah um oh and i lost the chat so i'm gonna try to jump yeah, in there me too. Yeah. okay maybe the chat just shit the bed but i'm gonna try it again on a different web browser so anyway um but uh but yes, and then you can go into the camera, camera obscura mode, uh, which is when you, um, which is when you are going to attack ghosts and whatnot. And the camera obscura mode um, is in the first person. So basically, what you do is when you approach a ghost, um, you'll see a yellow circle with Japanese writing. When you can do damage, those are referred to as core shots. Um, and when the circle goes red, you'll deal, deal large amounts of damage referred to as, um, zero shots. Uh, looks like I'm still having trouble with the IRC, so maybe it's the overall all games IRC. Sorry guys. Uh, different shots like kill shot and one hit kill, uh, for a one hit kill or fatal frame for catching the ghost in a vulnerable stance and close shot for being right up in that bastard's mug, which I always was. Yeah, I was always <laughs> like Ryan Philippi in Cruel Intentions. I'm like, yeah, get on it. Make love <laughs> to the camera. Here we go. So uh, also proving yet again that clearly the horror is lost on my uh, ridiculous Mio who's putting herself in danger. Uh, <laughs> straight up danger all the time. But you do collect a lot of, uh, what is it, the healing water or whatever is your, your basic healer. Medicine or something. It's in like that. Yeah. Little- Job. And I have like 22 of them by oh, the end of the game. Oh, you get so many in this yeah. game. And it's so funny because in the first game, they're so scarce. There's like three <laughs> and, like three and it does a third <laughs> of the damage every time they touch you and stuff. Um, anyway, and then there's upgrading. You get points for each shot you take and you collect spirit orbs to allow you to upgrade. That's what I thought was awesome is you can add an upgrade know, slot, yeah. but then you have to use your points from uh, 
uh, from capturing the ghosts, your PP, shall we call it, uh, in order to uh, upgrade. So, anyway, Mr. Jam, why don't you take over for comparisons to the first game in the series? Well, no, no, with it, with, since you're talking about the spirit orbs, that's a interesting one to go on, because in the first game, Fred, the spirit orbs are actually the currency to use the camera's special abilities. <laughs> they're not used to upgrade the camera oh, at no all. Oh, shit. And again, and again, because they're Now, that's scarce. different than the film? Because uh, I guess we didn't really discuss it, but there are different yeah. types of film, and they just have different reactions, like whether they yeah. reload quicker or, you know, uh, I don't know, they're stronger or... Uh, the ghosts don't have to be as close or various other things. I used to make the joke that the, the green film was like the shotgun ammo for the camera. <laughs> it's just like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it really is. It's just spray and pray. Yeah. Well, the film, the film's in the first game as well, but um, the, the, unlike, in the, basically, I think what happened, and this is, I, I, there's not been documented online or anything, but I think the developers looked at the first game and um, realized how ridiculously tough that was. And then Actually, they, just made... they did say that the adjustments, a lot of the adjustments made in the first or in the second game, are due to uh, uh, critic and yeah. uh, game player feedback. This is back when, like in Japan, you could have written them a letter and maybe they would have listened. Mm. So <laughs> maybe, yeah. Actually, maybe they were less likely to do that then than they are nowadays. Uh, now that I think about it, who knows? Mm. Feedback seems to be either now very popular or. Um, or, or as popular as it was way back when. So, anyway. But the um the the, the films were still yeah the, all the films were still in the the first game. But they were very very scarce. And in the in Fail Frame Two, um, you get the like the un, if if you really run out if you run out of your films, you have that little unlimited one which is shit. <laughs> so, but, um, but it's yeah. like it's your back, worst case scenario. But you don't have that in the first game. You can genuinely well, don't you run watch out. the Let's Play guys who played on Nightmare Difficulty with just yeah. the regular film because well <laughs> it's so fucking easy. Of course, yeah. <laughs> well, in the first game, you can generally run out of film, and if that happens, you are fucked because there is no way you can get progress in that game without. I'd without like to any... recommend you yet again to the Evil Within for a problem <laughs> yeah. like that because uh, that that is not uh, it's it's more uncommon, but it's definitely possible. <laughs> so. Oh, uh, this, this should be the um, title podcast, the um, Project, Project Zero and the Evil Within. Yeah, right. Like I'm, I'm. Uh, yeah, I promise to no longer make Evil Within references. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> it's so fresh in my head. I've been playing it for twenty know, hours yeah. the last week. It's just like, ugh. I had to go rewatch the ending uh, just to remember exactly what happened at the end of uh, this game because uh, the ending's pretty standard epilogue, uh, to be honest. But uh, anyway. I was about to mention, you die 101 times as well. <laughs> oh, sorry, that. So. Uh, well, yeah, you know what? I, I would like to tell you that much like the evil within, <laughs> I did it again. Uh, a lot of my deaths did uh, end up at the tail end last chapter uh, in both games. <laughs> That's brilliant. So, um, but, so, uh, so go back to the comparisons. Um, the, basically, the first game is only set in a very kind of small mansion. Um, in, in the, the entire game is based there and very much very similar to the second game a lot of the game does revolve backtracking a lot so it's, you're revisiting similar areas but they're, they're slightly remixed whether it's with different ghosts or something like different puzzles so is Fatal Frame in uh, sorry Project Zero is that in the same village? Um, there's this there's like this there's a very loose link to the two games but it's not and apparently uh, it's revealed in Fatal Frame 3? 
Yeah, apparently that's because I was being told that last week in the chat. That, yeah. Um, but I, I, haven't, I still haven't played the third one yet, so I can't really speak to that. But apparently it's all explained when you get to that, that game there. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably try and, I'll probably try and get a second game at some point. But I just got a little bit burned out after playing the second one. That I wasn't quite, I wasn't quite ready to jump on the third one straight away. I hear you. Yeah. Um, as well as that, um, the, the camera mechanics are very different in the first fatal frame compared to the second one. The second one, like you were saying earlier, Fred, I mean, I felt like this, the, the, the best effects were getting up close and personal to the ghosts. In the first game, there's more of a charge mechanic, which you, you do kind of have in the second game, but you could, you could, you could keep your distance from the ghosts in the first one. You could charge up the shot and do some significant damage, even with the basic film, even if you weren't too close to them. And, um, was it as picky as this one is? Cause this is kind of picky no, at times. It wasn't as picky. You could, you could, yeah. you could like, I mean, the only problem was is that ammo was so limited in the first game is that you could just wear the enemy's health down very, very gradually. But obviously that generally wasn't recommended because you weren't, you didn't have tons of film. <laughs> so, but, but you could just snap away at a ghost and it would just gradually wear them down. But you were still advised to try and go for the, the zero shot if you could. Um, well, and how many but, ghosts are in the first game? Three? Wasn't that what you were saying? No, I'm just I kidding. Think, um, <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, you know, what, you know what, Fred? You're not too far off. I think when I complete the game, Double it digits. said that <laughs> just about. <laughs> we're not kidding. It no. wasn't many. There's, there's significantly less ghosts in the first game compared to the second game. So much so that there's only one section in the first game where you fight multiple ghosts. Or maybe two, maybe, depending on. I think. Wow. If, um, that, but most of pretty much every ghost encounter is one-on-one um mm. which sounds easier but just play mm. the game <laughs> i'm guessing there might be uh there might be a little bit of uh i mean when they go into it knowing that it's almost like each ghost would be a boss encounter of sorts they're, they're pretty much all they feel like boss encounters and um the fir- the first few ghosts in the first game are pretty straightforward they're pretty much just like the ghost just stands there waiting for you to photograph it but later on you get the <laughs> <laughs> i'm over here come on big boy i'm right here or are you a girl you're a girl aren't you yeah, of course. Come yeah. on, take my picture. <laughs> I died. Now take my picture. Anyway, but, but you, you, um, you bet. Yeah, basically. But, but when you get to a similar ghost that's in the second game, that's in the first game, you know, that when you get to that little walkway where there's the ghost that's got looks like she's being hung, you know, like her neck's writhing down. Yeah, there's a there's a common enemy like of that in the first game, and she is a pain in the fucking ass because her movement is so erratic she's so fast and swinging around and you know how the um like the x and y axis controls on the camera on the playstation 2 aren't that fluid <laughs> so right kind of jerky <laughs> so he's like how you're trying to follow this basically this this hummingbird ghost <laughs> and trying to take a picture of it <laughs> get back here you little yeah. piece of shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> And the other, the other big problem as well is when you get hit by a ghost in the first game, it, ta- it doesn't take off a little bit of your health like in the second game. It takes about half of your health, <laughs> literally. Well, yeah, a ghost just touched you, bro. Like, what did you expect? <laughs> but I make it sound like the first game's bad. It really isn't. I really enjoyed the first game, actually, looking back on it. Um, it's just it's just very difficult. And it's, uh, it's See, a lot short- this is what yeah. I'm talking about. It's possible to say a lot of negative things about uh, a yeah. game, and yet your overall impressions of it are positive. <laughs> I kind of preferred the story to the first one. I guess they kept it more simple. I mean, it's just like you said earlier, Fred, where it's predictable, but at least it's kind of... You thought, huh, it was kind of a good ride. Um, okay, on that note, it's interesting <laughs> a how... A fun, sim- <laughs> <laughs> fun little romp. A fun little romp. 
it's interesting how similar the story is, despite them being completely different games, they're different stories entirely. There are some massive similarities between um, Fatal Frame 1 and Fatal Frame 2. For starters, they um, both games involve a hellish abyss <laughs> where like there's some <laughs> sort of structure is built on top of some sort of demon gate somewhere. Um, both games involve siblings. So the first game is you're looking for your brother. In the second game, you're obviously looking after your demented sister or whatever. <laughs> which will be a well, she's character. not demented. Well, she's not just ditzy or confused. <laughs> of course, yeah. Discovering herself. Um, <laughs> well, I didn't say it was all that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Find her in the bathroom. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> So both games involve some sort of ritual sacrifice. The first game had this, what was called the strangling ritual. And the second game has the... The strangling ritual. It's the strangling ritual. I did that with an ex-girlfriend once. I don't (laughs) recommend it. David Carradine, it didn't work out very well with him. So, But uh, seriously, the strangling ritual? How did you get talked into that? (laughs) Trust me, you won't feel a thing. (laughs) It's like going to sleep. (laughs) But... Um, and obviously the main similarity is both have the camera obscure, which I believe is the same camera as well used in both games. I think it's supposed to be like a... How did it get there? Yeah, but you don't... How, how, who knows? Oh. <laughs> the ghosts are like, God damn it, why do we keep hauling this camera around? We know it's the one <laughs> yeah. thing they can get us with. But the, it's interesting. I think pe- pure, people who really, really know the series will remember, will, will know the link and the lore behind this. But I believe that it, it, if you get to the third game, it makes more sense when you get there. We're just, we're is just the third behind. game the pre-sequel? No, it's, it's a okay. sequel, but I think it references the first two games and it covers like what happens at the end of them. That's why when we get a bit later there, there's a ending for the second game that's considered the canonical ending to kind of go with yes, the third the game. Yes, the Crimson Butterfly ending. That's it, the yeah. the canonical ending, yes. So, um, so. All right. Uh, any other similarities you wanted to discuss? No, apart from that, that's about it, really. Um, you know, there, there's a, you know, that there's a lot there's a lot of uh, the game is significantly shorter the first one compared to the second one they basically the second one i think the developers wanted to go for bigger just generally bigger more ghosts and a lot easier was their general consensus so <laughs> yeah well and, and i mean it worked i yeah. mean it was it was pretty typical you know first game takes place in a big mansion second game takes place in the city proper stop me if you've heard this premise before uh so um, that's a Resident Evil reference, just in case you <laughs> missed it. Or Biohazard, since we're playing dual names now. Uh, but it really bugs me that that's called two different things, Project Zero yeah. and, uh, and it does Fatal Frame in America and Europe. Because usually us English-speaking countries can agree on what we're going to call it. Mm. Um, and so, you know what? Fuck Cap – or not Capcom. Tecmo <laughs> America. <laughs> For thi- yeah, fuck Capcom for Capcom making decisions well. for Tecmo. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, um, fuck whoever made that decision. Because I've not seen any documentation that suggests that Project Zero is anything in America. Mm. So, but then when you start up the second game, obviously it says Project Zero presents <laughs> Facebook. Frame. Project Zero is an educational research group at Harvard Graduate School. Well, <laughs> shit on me. Maybe that's why. Is that why? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't say. Uh, but uh, I could see, since they have ProjectZero.com, I could see that being a big deal. Yeah. They have the Facebook and everything. Uh, so, yeah, maybe that has a little bit to do with it. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> 
all so. regularly bounce between the two. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Uh, yeah, we, we, we kind of will, so. Um, all right, well, we'll go back and forth about some development notes. So, apparently the first game was considered to be too scary, so the sequel shifted focus onto making the story more interesting and less scary, so players would want to complete the game. Um, I think they were slightly mistaken. Yeah. Scary <laughs> might not be the operative word. Balls hard would probably be a better representation from my limited experience reading through the forums and talking to you about it. <laughs> so, and um, well, another which, which we mentioned as well, the game was released got many many re-releases as well. Um, the, Project Zero Two, yes, yeah, we started Fatal on Fatal Frame Place. Two did not get many re-releases. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So only Japan and Europe uh, seem to value this game this much, which is ironic mm. if you read all the U.S. sites that blow this game. Mm. <laughs> well, what's really interesting, because what was a good job? Well, first of all, it was released on PlayStation 2 first in 2003, and then it was later uh, re-released to the Xbox in a director's cut form in 2004. And that, that was Fatal Frame in America as well. But the, the Wii version is interesting because it's almost like a kind of like a HD re-release. Um, and I didn't realize actually how kind of in a way that maybe this is the game I should have played for the game club when I looked at some footage for it because <laughs> the game looks pretty much it almost looks it looks kind of a little bit different they actually put the map on the um on the main screen Fred so you can actually follow the map while you're playing the game oh so man that's it. awesome because I distinctly remember certain chapters like chapter six where all I was doing was pause in the fucking yeah, thing yeah the um but yeah yeah um so it's almost like they addressed what probably our issues are with the playstation 2 version and to correct yes them we should Wii point version. out we played the playstation 2 version both of us so mm. um well it's funny because uh um i can get and play uh the um the european the version mm -hmm. and i believe if i have component cables hooked in it'll work despite being pal because um, that seems to be what works with I have another game that's, that didn't get released in the US also oh Pandora's Tower which did later get a re-release yeah yeah you got you all of them eventually the, yeah the Project but, but I have the, the Peggy rated version of uh, oh, yeah. Pandora's Tower <laughs> which apparently is the worst one of the three but you know oh, really? <laughs> what are you going to do um, let's see I the European one, version only costs 30 bucks on playasia.com with oh, really? uh, with free shipping. So that's tempting. Now you would think, well, this is probably pretty stupid because Fred uh, didn't play any of the other games. He didn't really care for this game. And, and, and why would he do that? But I spent a hundred bucks on Michigan. getting, well, no, I spent 180 quid on Michigan. I spent a hundred dollars oh, on my Japanese uh, Wii and then another hundred on uh, the uh, Project Zero Four. So what's another thirty bucks, right? Of course, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I don't know. Now, after looking at the footage, I'm actually kind of keen to track down the Wii version, the European one at least. Um, well, again, it is available on yeah. uh, on uh, uh, PlayAsia.com with uh, free shipping. That is worldwide shipping, just so you know. Uh, okay, because yeah. it's PlayAsia is from Japan. Um, so, but, and it'd be a new copy. So, Sweet. Yeah. Uh, by the way, just in case people aren't aware, um, mine's, my Wii was modified in some way before I got it, um, that it plays PAL games. However, 
or European games. However, it does not play American games, as I <laughs> would quickly discover. <laughs> so whatever they did, they did a partial modification to its region code. And it, of course, plays Japanese games. Um, although maybe it doesn't. I don't know. It plays Fatal Frame 4, uh, no problem. Uh, and that's got the English patch on it. But uh, actually, no, I have a handful of Japanese games as well. Yeah, it does play those. I have a Japanese copy of Mario Galaxy. Whoop, whoop. Uh, which is which is just the same as the uh, American version, actually. <laughs> uh, except everything's in Japanese. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. <clears throat> All right. So, so should we dive into it? <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, you had also pointed out uh, this game. Uh, many sites and publications listed the game as their top ten scariest games ever. However, you yeah. feel that the original is scarier. You know what? I, I, I might be wrong on this, but I truly believe... That with the massive number of people, um, up to and including people that I really know in the retro scene, that confess to not being able to or not compl- – whether they weren't able to or they just chose not to, did not complete the first game. And they probably don't want to put it on that list, uh, huh. having not known the ending. I mean, even up to the end of this game, I was still waiting for something to happen that would just creep me the fuck out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the two sisters hold up in the altar, the ritual altar – Almost got me there, but it just fell short. Mm. And you go under the Tory, and you're like, oh, okay, well, that's the end of that. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yep. you know, with all the candles and everything at first, yeah. you're like, oh, what the fuck's going to happen now? Uh, so, anyway, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Um, all right. Well, so what we're going to do is this is a little different than the other game clubs, or maybe it's similar to the early ones. We're basically going to give a quick breakdown of the plot. Uh, the game is broken up into, what, eight, nine chapters? Like uh, nine, but you there is a sort of like an invisible ten if you play this game on hard or nightmare, which I'll give a reference to when we get there. But I, okay. I, I don't, I don't think you or I played through that, but it does exist. It's called Chapter Zero. But generally, okay. if you're playing through this the first time through, you only have nine. Yeah, yeah. And your final chapter is Crimson Butterfly, and I believe you get the Crimson Butterfly ending every time. Am I correct about that? Uh, you can get uh, the other ending as well, which will get on where you just leave the leave the village. But that's game over. It's not really considered an ending. But right, but, an I'm, ending, I'm, but I'm curious as to how you get that, but we'll get to that when yeah, we we'll get to that, yeah. So. So. All right, well, I'll open up with Chapter 1. So Chapter 1 is called The Lost mm-hmm. Village. Um, basically, the plot is you meet two sisters, uh, Maya and Mio, uh, Mayu and Mio, uh, who are running <laughs> through the forest when a crimson butterfly passes, uh, Maya, uh, Mayu, and she runs towards the village. Did I call it, fuck it, did I call her Maya? Maya. <laughs> yeah. It's my, my problem. It's Mayu and Mayu. I-Y-U, I think. Um, anyway, Mio is forced to follow, <laughs> which is you, and you kind of stumble blindly in the dark. Uh, the girls find a bundle of news clippings and information suggesting ghosts in a small town. A couple, a couple's picture is also included. Uh, you would come to find out, I believe, that this is the couple uh, Miyaku and Masumi. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. I think that's them, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, and then the girls uh, end the path at the Osaka house, which, again, I believe is the Osaka house. Uh, I don't know why it's called the Osaka house, actually. No, I'm not too sure about okay. that. They don't really talk about it, but um, anyway, this is this will be the final stand for Miyako. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miyako. Uh, the girls explore the house. A handful of ghosts are creeping around in multiple instances of the woman's note- notebook, which depicts the story of Miyako Sudo who went to the village to find her boyfriend, Masumi. Uh, Apparently, he went missing, surveying the region for the building of a dam, and she became trapped in the village looking for him. She's the first enemy you see in the game. 
The girls will find the camera obscura in the family altar room. And after more exploring, the girls eventually come across Miyaku, known as the Wanderer, and exercise her, which I just use that term <laughs> because isn't that what you do when you get rid of them? You're yeah, that's what, that's what it's called when you when you photograph and they are exercised, so they're gone. So. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the gameplay. Uh, I just put a couple of notes, but we don't have to keep those notes. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I did like about this is this opens up to a very eerie atmosphere. Yeah. Um, I like that uh, because it forces the camera angles, it can fuck with your head a lot, and it does have a lot of ghosts um, yeah. kind of creeping around. And uh, so you have a lot of instances where you enter a scene and you see a ghost kind of like wander off screen or something, and mm. you're like, whoa, what was that? Like it's it's a little off-putting, but it's not quite feeling dangerous. The other cool thing is spirits do appear from time to time, and they are – and I it was hard for me to wrap my head around this at first. At first, I thought this was going to be a really easy game because I'd see spirits and I'd take pictures of them and say, like, the little girl. And I was like, hey, cool. I exercised the little girl. Um, <laughs> but that's not what those are. Those are the non-threatening spirits that uh, inhabit the city. You'll see them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're more of like a collection thing, right? Yeah. Um, you, you, you can, like you, – you can't do it at this point because you haven't got the camera yet, but – you can um, basically collect photos of every ghost in the game, and then you, it's like you build a collectible photo album of it in the in the main menu. And that's it. Pretty much, I think you might. I think you might unlock stuff by doing that, like costumes and crap. That, oh yeah, you do yeah, but, unlock costumes because yeah. there's some wild ass costumes in this game. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> including some slutty ones. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, because of course uh, it's Japanese. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, but. Uh, but yeah, uh, when you're first wandering around, though, once you eventually, that's what I mean, like right after you get the camera obscura, because you're kind of wandering around this house mm-hmm. trying to track down well, essentially a way out. Yeah. Um, and I forget, does your sister disappear on you in this scene, or is uh, she with you the whole time? She's with you the whole time in this chapter. That's right. Yeah. She doesn't split until right after this. But uh, but you do, you kind of wander around, um, I believe... No, the stuff with uh, uh, Miyako is uh, is all in this one, but Masumi makes some appearances in Chapter 2, or can make some appearances in Chapter 2. Um, but for the most part, I was like, okay, I don't really understand where there's going to be any, any interactions. And then you eventually, as you kind of complete um, the, uh, the main Osaka house, and uh, don't you find, like, the key that opens up the door upstairs or... Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's um, you're just you're just staying in that little spot. when you get when you get the camera the first time, you have to go around and take a photograph of the door, which has that little spirit en- energy on it, which unlocks that's common, the door in the other yeah, area. Right, it's a common puzzle in the game. That was very that was in the first game as well, where you have to go and take a picture of that same scene from somewhere to unlock the door, and then you find a key in that room, and um, you go and unlock the the door upstairs. Yeah. yeah, and I was worried I would have trouble finding these areas a lot. Um, they were always notable to me. Yeah. Um, but I didn't always remember where they were, uh, although the game helps you out a little bit with those in the map. Mm. Uh, so, still trying to get into the chat, guys. I, I can't. Yep, I'm sure there's enough. Oh, it is? I'm in. Hey, I'm, I'm in now, yeah. Sorry about that, guys, for getting back in the chat. I don't know if anyone's oh, having luck. But... I'm in. Yeah, maybe everybody <laughs> else is having that problem, too. Anyway, um, so let's talk about the boss battle of the Wanderer. So, um, 
I forget. Do you do you encounter anybody else before her? I believe this is the only the only ghost okay. encounter. Well, at least the only bot like fights encounter. You, obviously, you can photograph the the wandering ghosts and the ones that which is what I did. Yeah, there's a lot of this in this game as well. There's always like you'll open a door. And there's a ghost that's like you know the ritual. They're all doing this like oh spooky thing that yeah. just got really old very quickly for me. <laughs> Watching like, porn and wanking yeah, it in the yeah. bathroom ghost, and he looks at you. He's like oh. No, um, but, uh, but yeah, I got her and I, I remember, I think they kind of explained the camera obscura, um, like how it's supposed to work, but yes. somehow some of it was lost on me because I go up to her and I start trying to rapid fire pictures. Like I've got a Polaroid on me or something uh, and I wasn't really getting it and I was getting all up in that bitch's grill. But, uh, but fortunately it takes two zero shots and she's down doesn't do not much um, job. and so uh the poor uh wanderer uh is exercised pretty quick by by us and and uh and thus ends uh chapter one you're kind of uh might even be considered a tutorial and i remember i was i i thought i'm in trouble because it took me like an hour and 20 minutes to complete that because i was wandering around so much and playing around with the different rooms and clicking on everything and trying to just get a feel for the game Mm-hmm. that uh and then i would see like i'd look up let's plays and stuff and most people would do it in about 18 minutes and i was like <laughs> yeah. so um fortunately when i wrapped up this game i probably put in only about eight hours so yeah um, so i think i did okay i think most people um, for the first time through that's that's most people definitely. who who have played it before usually beat this game in about what five six hours less i've seen some people who go for like well three. when you're speeding it but just a regular person just yeah, running yeah a regular playthrough about four yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway um all right well I'll let you take over for chapter two uh so chapter two is titled twin shrine maidens um so this and we is should point I... out these chapters literally yeah. like show up as like credits on the screen yeah because which is interesting very japanese like you know you know, Not to go like back a... to the first game again, but in the first game, they make a big deal with the chapters. There's only four chapters in the first game, can you believe? And they make like a big, like, you'll see like a like a cinema poster of them advertising it going, chapter two, the strangling so, like, ritual. Left dead <laughs> yeah, style. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, it... But yeah, but they, yeah, you're basically, you'll play through this entire game and then and suddenly, sometimes you'll just go through a door and it'll just pop up chapter three or something. And it's like, okay, right. <laughs> there, won't nece- there won't necessarily be an instant sort of transition or a cutscene and linking you to the chapters. But anyway, um, sticking to chapter two, uh, this is the chapter where you actually, you go outside and you actually start to explore um, the village. Um, so you get to go wander around in the, um, in you know, be- between the buildings. I believe this is the, the first area you can go to round the corner and there's a you find that there's a boy that's kind of like stuck in a cell um but i could be thinking a bit later on in the game oh, the, <laughs> the boy who keeps mistaking you for everybody but yeah he's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just with the really i got... think he was in this one i think he's right yeah. before you bump into the first of uh the twin deity the deity deity statues which are kind of what you're you're hunting here to collect your keys hmm Oh, and definitely, we definitely should mention before you go outside into the village um, as uh, yourself, um, um, Mayu does run off, as she, which is a common occurrence in this game. <laughs> <laughs> you actually control her as you go, ah, butterflies yeah. into the dark. And they go into this like black and white sort of like almost like, I think it's almost like photographic papery mode. Yeah, like, like almost like, like a, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, you know what it looks like? It looks like a uh, punk rock circa 1975 
um, black and white negative kind of view. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? Like those those uh, those those classic pictures of like the Clash and and mm. things like that. You know, like that's what it really reminds me of. And then when you see her, uh, well, when you play as her, all you have to do is follow the butterflies. Follow yeah, the in fact, you don't really have a whole lot of other options. <laughs> no, you don't, you can't can I do say anything. for the record that if I'm a young Japanese lady, uh, probably in my teens still, <laughs> that is the last fucking street I would wander down, butterflies or no. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, <laughs> but I, I get the, the point of these bits is it's supposed to show you where to go. So it gives yes. you a hint of where you're supposed to head next. Yes, because you um, immediately, usually when you take over for Mio, backtrack where Mayu just was. Yeah, you do. And you do. Exactly. So, <laughs> so you, you're following up. You, 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 you got the choice that you can follow her straight away or you can explore the village and, and look around a bit. And um, you can collect some. There's loads of collectibles in this game. Like the collectibles are mostly t- um, taking photos of these. Just they're just stationary ghosts, basically. They're just standing there, and they don't, they won't harm you. Yeah, um, the exception is in the first house. If you remain in yeah. that house, um, I think there's a door that was locked before that now opens. Yeah, and it goes into a study type area, and in there, kind of scattered throughout the room, is either the first or all four. I can't remember of the village reports, which are kind of. Masumi, who is Miyako, who was the girl from the first uh, chapter, it's her boyfriend who's surveying yeah. the town. And you learn a lot about kind of the, sur- uh, you know, kind of his findings as he kind of gets to the town. And like, you know, you can, you know what his impending doom is, but he hasn't quite figured it out in these journals yet. And uh, it's kind of interesting to read. I've always, I really dug a lot of the reports and books and journals and stuff in this game, mm-hmm. um, especially as you start learning about the ritual. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, and and I guess it's kind of considered a side quest. Although, I, like many other games that have referred to these as side quests, kind of like in Yakuza, these are side quests that don't identify themselves as side quests per se. Yeah. Um, but I guess this is the first part of eventually finding Masumi's uh, ghost and fighting it in Chapter Four. Uh, I did not do this. I actually ran right out of the. It's funny. I ran right out of the house, but yeah, then spent I, I a ton him. of time yeah. exploring the village. Mm. Um, ironically enough, so mm. and so basically, you, well, you follow Mayo, um, and you go, you kind of go get this walkway, and then you fight. Then you get to your like kind of next um, boss encounter, which is the uh, floating bridge woman. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, but you're kind of well, and I don't know if we're going to go back and talk about it, but you're kind of dancing around the bullshit hunting for statues part. Oh shit! Yeah, I forgot about that bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Which is a so, common occurrence in this game of, of just like backtracking of um, and looking for stuff. Yeah, like there's a big tori, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, if you're not familiar with traditional Japanese culture, these are like the massive gates that um, have traditionally represented, um, you know, kind of um, Japanese. Uh, I don't want to say religious, uh, more like areas of spirituality and where, where the spirits walk and things. But anyway, it's, it's, it represents a lot of things, and I'm fucking up what it actually means for Japanese culture. It's been a long time since my Eastern civilization class. But Tories are <laughs> traditional for gates. They are gateways to things. And uh, it, of course, needs two keys. And the way you find those keys is you assemble them slowly by looking for all the twin deity statues in kind of the outskirts of the city, which is why I had a hard time yeah. finding some of them. Um, one of those in the kind of like the almost like where you start the game in that kind yeah, of yeah you get to backtrack opening. to the front of the game which is the last yeah. place i thought i was supposed to go 
Um, but so of course that'll be where you will probably find your last one and assemble the two parts yeah. for the door. Uh, I don't know if it's always in the same place or what, but that's where I encountered uh, your first multi-enemy encounter in. Oh yeah, yeah, in the game where the three torch bearing. <laughs> Yeah, Ma and Pa Kettle attack you, uh, and they move at about that pace. Uh, What I liked about this, um, very much like the evil within, no, um, uh, (laughs) what I liked about this uh, is that uh, they really liked to bunch together, so getting multiple shots was pretty easy, and... uh, they get they get they get close to you at a very slow pace. So man, finding that sweet spot where you know I don't know if we kind of described it, but as you get closer, like the yellow circles with the Japanese symbols will get like louder, and you'll get some like distortion sound, and then eventually yeah. it'll flash red. And when it flashes red, is when you want to launch it. And it's got this very kind of blowgun dart with like a a clashing sound when you take a good picture of these ghosts and. Uh, and so you can you can take them out pretty quickly and easily. I racked up some major points on these one, on this one. Um, I, think, I think all of them were double shots, and yeah. one of them was a double kill. And you'll get a lot more points in the future, mm-hmm. but for right now, those were like nine hundred point pictures, and those were a big deal. So mm-hmm. uh, I we should also point out just because I'll forget about it, just in case you don't know, and the game doesn't do a fantastic job of explaining it, it's kind of weird, but whenever you get to a save point, and those are designated areas in the game, yeah. you can save your game, but you also have to save your picture album, and the reason for that is the picture album is literally a different save block yeah, that is read weird. by the game. <laughs> so basically, if you're playing smart, you save both. And just consistently, uh, but unlike your save game where you might have two or three running so that you've covered yourself in case you have to backtrack or you run out of resources, which wasn't really a problem in this game, but any survival horror player will tell you you want to rotate three to five saves in any one game. Um, the picture save I consistently overwrote, but you got to be careful because if you don't save your picture saves and then you turn the game off, your progress will be saved, but your pictures won't be. Mm-hmm. And thus, you can't get your collection and your sexy, your sexy costumes. costumes. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, so you get the pillars, and then you backtrack all the way through the city back to the gate, which is kind of the other end of the mm-hmm. town. And uh, so, floating bridge woman. <laughs> I put get in her face. <laughs> no, I totally agree with that. That comment. <laughs> she requires you to be pretty close to her. Um, yeah. In order to be able to even injure her. Uh, this will probably be one of the first instances where you think you've taken a picture. And she'll either move quickly out of frame or you won't be close enough. You'll be like, son of a bitch. Um, mm-hmm. Because it, the the regular camera with the regular film takes a long time to, you know, kind of restore. And if you're not up in her face when you hit her and you don't do much damage, um, she'll quickly back you into the back end of the bridge and then things get a little nerve-wracking. Um, of course, she's a ghost, so if she's not actually in her attack mode, um, you can still run through these ghosts. I think it's important that people realize mm. that uh, and not get any damage dealt. But you need to make sure they're in no way in an aggressive sort of animation stance or you uh-huh. could take damage. So. Anyway, anything else you want to say about Floating Bridge Woman? <laughs> No, that, no, no. The very, I think, I think you pretty much summed it up. Although you say that this is when you were saying earlier that this is might be the first time that you might get a bit confused because the, the the enemies up to this point are pretty straightforward. This is the first kind of like fast moving kind of ghost you come across. 
You have yeah, to she's kinda... quick. Like, I was working both sides of the bridge. I'm not going to lie. I mean, mm. that kind of sounds sexual. But, um, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I was running through her uh, if, I, if I wasn't able to get it. Um, I did take a lot of damage on her, too. Uh, yeah. l- luckily, three or four hits I took from her still didn't have my health down too far. <laughs> mm. So, but anyway. So, um, and then we move on to Chapter 3, The Repentance. So uh, this was one of my favorite chapters in the game. Yeah. It's also fucking freaky. Uh, <laughs> it, it, the closest I got to being truly scared, uh, which probably happened three times in this game, mm-hmm. this was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe. I believe this is the house where – yes, okay, yes, this is the one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Had to read my notes. Um, so real quick for the plot. Uh, Mio enters the Kurosawa home. Uh, she heads into the antechamber, uh, and then her flashlight goes out. Um, did we mention that we have a flashlight in this game, and that's how you're yeah, navigating? You get, you get it with... at the first, but you get a camera. Like, yeah, your flashlight, do- it, it doesn't have any battery power. It's not limited. It's not anything. It shows off some interesting lighting effects for the yeah. early to mid-2000s. It's, um, not, it's not really any use, particularly. No, I think it gives them an excuse to give you dark, completely dark yeah. rooms. Uh, but you get to plenty of rooms where there's like a film well, strip playing or a picture or a flickering light or, you know, a candle or a altar with lots of ritualistic death on it that has lots of candles. You know, there's many ways that a room can be lit. Um, but uh, then you get to see Maya come in a different entrance. Um, lots of creepy things are kind of going on around her, but she's kind of impervious to notice that. You're just kind of blissfully wandering. And she wanders into the Great Hall. Mm-hmm. Then, son of a bitch, Mio, uh, you get control of her. Uh, does the flashlight pop back on at this point? can't remember. May oh, or may not. It yeah, was but... not important because we no. clearly <laughs> can't remember. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I think you can save right before you get to this open in open yeah, area and i saved point. yeah i saved every time and it's a good thing you did when we talk about what's about to happen next um you find yourself right outside the antechamber into the main entrance that she came in under and of course you go into the same door she did and you end up in the great hall uh now i wasn't quite clear on this is this a spirit or was this maya mayu kind of um possessed no, I don't think it was, it was my. It was a. Uh, it was a spirit. I have a hard time, and this is going to sound so racist, and I don't mean it to. But <laughs> the the girl spirits in this game and your sister, they all look a lot alike to me. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but uh, but yeah. Uh, so the spirits there, and she summons a big freaking ghost within a square shaped center of the room that kind of has like uh, drapes over it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a relatively sizable ghost, um, that cannot be killed, uh, learn that, uh, because <laughs> I tried to take a picture of it and I was like, oh, maybe I'm not close enough to it. No, no. <laughs> so I do like I do and got up in his face and he touched me and I fucking died immediately. Yep. Um, I was not ready for that. And I remember going, whoa. <laughs> Thank God I saved. Save often. Um, what was your experience with, with this ghost when you first saw it? Oh, no, I did exactly the same, Fred. Charge okay. photograph it. And, um, I might have not been as more humorous as your one, but, I could, <laughs> but, but, but you're just thinking, why the fuck isn't this working? Oh, so, it's just hilarious. I was just like, 
Come on, Mr. Ghost. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Tap, your soul's gone. <laughs> this, is, this is quite a common occurrence in this game as well, where there is there are ghosts in this game which will kill you in one hit. Um, which is are. A, a dick move in some cases. So you don't see it coming it as well. Yes, yes. Uh, and some are so predictable. Like, you should have guessed on, like, well, I'll just spoil it right now, but we'll get to it when we cross that bridge, no pun intended. Um the last boss uh, is, yeah. <laughs> a, uh, is one you probably would have expected to do that. Uh, that doesn't make it any less annoying when he does it. Uh, but anyway. Um, so yeah, after I died, I reloaded, and I was right outside the Great Hall. Uh, kudos to this game for doing that a lot. Usually if you make that mistake, you, you don't have to backtrack much at all. Which probably would have been one of the big kill shots for this game. If it had long-range save points or checkpoints, oh, I probably would have been out. Statue hunt again. <laughs> yeah. Was, oh, the statue hunt would be one. Um, the doll hunt would be the other. Oh, uh, which we'll get to the doll hunt. I think that's chapter six. But uh, anyway. Um, so anyway, so uh, once you do that, uh, Mio can escape to the courtyard where she wanders in there. And isn't there like the boy who's like, you can take a picture of him and he's like, don't come in here yeah, something yeah. like that and then you look up and there's maya just like uh, maya you just like up on the upper level just like yeah butterflies um and, <laughs> and you're just like son of a bitch like there's a real humorous way to retell this in a machine in some yeah. way and i'd love to write that script someday uh oh, but you uh, have to point out fred that that ghost that kills you in one hit doesn't travel through doors <laughs> oh no yes much like velociraptors and zombies in the first resident evil he is not able to leave the great hall at the same time he is impressively capable of navigating said hall if you were to i don't know be forced to backtrack through it a handful of times yes yeah. <laughs> uh you do not have a save point on both sides of that room which is what makes us a little annoying so um anyway you leave the courtyard and you end up with some stairs that'll lead you to the second floor and eventually you end up in the room with the flickering lights where you uh, take a picture of a spirit that will reveal a very kind of creepy, um, I almost thought of like the Blair Witch Project, like bloody handprint wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. looked like a lot of kids' handprints. I don't know if it was supposed to be, but that's what I thought of. Um, and uh, you'll instantly probably remember it because it's one of the first things you see when you entered pre-antechamber with Mio. And you suddenly realize you have to backtrack through the Great Hall. <laughs> and so you're like, oh, fuck, okay, here we go. You backtrack through the Great Hall. Oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. And then once you get through there, you're pretty much okay. You go into the hand room and, uh, and of course, uh, you, uh, you get ambushed by your ghosts doing the backwards limbo. The deadly premonition creatures <laughs> yeah. show up and come after you. Um, those guys moved with a weird sense of – we probably haven't talked about it, but the ghosts can sometimes float in and out of existence, so to speak, where they yeah. can and can't be seen by the camera obscura and also can and can't be a danger. Um, usually there's this little icon in the lower right that kind of flashes red. It looks like a little like filament in a bulb. That lets you know when a ghost is approaching. So you kind of like survey the room when they go out on you. But some of these limbo guys do weird things where they'll like run at you but then disappear when they get to you. Like they don't actually harm you. Mm -hmm. um, so you play a little bit of round robin. But all in all, they were okay. I don't know. What did you think of the limbo people? Did they freak you out? Did you find them hard? Anything like that? 
I, I thought they were pretty, pretty straightforward. I, I, I did think Deadly Premonition as soon as they turned up. They, they seem to be quite common. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> they, they seem to be quite a common enemy, kind of a bit uh, later on in the game as well. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, they these ghosts literally bend over backwards yeah. to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to take you out. Uh, and they're not very good at it. But, yeah, they do love giving them to you. And actually, later on in large quantities... Which, in most regards, though, they're not that hard to deal with. They don't do enough damage to really be a threat. And so when mm-hmm. there's large quantities of them, you just kind of eliminate them piece by piece. Um, did I mention you'll have a lot of health even at this point? Of course. Oh, oh God, yeah. This, by this point, you've got like you know, Eight ten. or ten, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you get the diamond key. And where did yep. I see the diamond key? Oh, wait. In the flickering room, there was Hi. a diamond keyhole. Back through the Great Hall. Luckily, you get to save right before you go back into it. Um, and I think I even tried to take his picture one more time. I was like, are, are we sure this doesn't work? Fuck, it doesn't work. <laughs> and I kind of ran around the room a little bit with him, did a figure eight. Uh, but anyway, you uh, so you go back upstairs, uh, open the door, and, uh, and, and, and the chapter ends. And you get yep. your first taste of uh, what I like to refer to as backtracking galore, which will mm-hmm. come up a little bit more. Oh. Just a, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. We've got about half an hour left. I think we'll get through this pretty quick, yeah, don't yeah. you? Okay. We're moving along the pace. Okay. Well, I will let you take over for chapter four. As I say, some of these chapters aren't as, um, well, we'll probably spend a bit of time with the, the dull chapter. We'll get there. <laughs> but, um, but then, so chapter four is the forbidden well, The dull ritual. chapter's long to play, not so long to describe. No, no, not at all. Um, so in chapter four, um, you start, you, you enter a room where there's some dolls, basically. There, there's, uh, <laughs> is this the doll chapter? No, no, no not. this okay. is not the one you're thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> this is the easy one. This is so the one with the twin dolls, right? You have to get them on top. That's right. You've okay. got to rearrange, you basically, but you don't have them just yet. You have, right. um, you photograph, you have to photograph the, the scene first and it obviously shows you an image. And then you enter another room and you come across the kind of the creepy ring type girl who's like the hair's all draped over her face and everything. Does and, she um, make that clicking noise too that's, Kind of I think she does because there yeah. is this same enemy later on in the game does literally come out of a well and I thought that has to be a wave to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if there's clicking, uh, that might also be. I don't know if you've seen it, but Juwan, yeah. the girl looks a lot like the ring girl, although yeah. her face is less obscured and she clicks everywhere. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, but that look is so indicative of the Japanese ghost girl um, that it really could have been any and all of them. And they might not even, even been uh, attacked for, you know, stealing because, well, it's so damn common. Um, There's a handful of movies I'm sure in Japan that we don't know about that also feature girls of this same caliber. Mm So, but she's, I found this, this enemy pretty straightforward. It's, um, it's a case again with a lot of these ghosts, it's kind of like the, patience game really is like she does have a habit of kind of phasing in um she actually phases into the walls this one and it will pop mm-hmm. out from a like a she'll pop out from the wall behind you so the strategy tends to be with which you'll find with a lot of the ghosts later on in the game is this switch to actually literally take go out from first person go to third person view so you can see where yes. they are before yes. you go to- <laughs> well and stop me if i'm wrong is this do you have mayu with you or are you still chasing her down no you're still chasing her at okay the moment. Um, okay you, you there's a later interaction you're, you're, yeah with you. you're okay. about to literally yeah, reunite with her in just a moment. Okay. Um, so you you, de- you defeat this ghost, and then she drops the heads of the dolls, uh, right. which you then take straight back to the um, that the, the area where you photographed the dolls earlier, and then do that puzzle which you said where you've got to put the the two twin dolls basically on the top of the pedestal. It's like a timed puzzle. 
You've got to kind of it's like, like a sliding it. puzzle. To yeah, be it's a sliding puzzle. You. And it's after having gone through a bunch of new sliding puzzles in Gabriel Knight, I was like, oh, fucking. This. <laughs> I can imagine. Because uh, Gabriel Knight, the original, did not have sliding puzzles. The new one, for some reason, oh, does. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> they thought that was an enhancement. Uh, but, yeah, this is a very easy sliding puzzle, though. Yes. Yeah, it's um, it's so. pretty pretty simple. Um, and, um, yeah, so you do that, and then you receive the, the butterfly key. This is, like, your reward for completing the puzzle. Yeah. Um, yeah, yay. Um, and then a cutscene plays, and then... Um, Oops, I'm losing my train of thought. Um, yeah, so a cutscene plays uh, with Maya running off, and you see some brief images in black and white of a girl being hung. Um, so uh, I'm going to stop you real quick. Being hanged. It doesn't sound hanged. right, but uh, the term is hanged. Hung means she has a large penis. <laughs> Well, I wish I was it, kidding, it, but you, it, you never, it, in, yeah. this, in this game. <laughs> so a black and white girl that is hung like Ron Jeremy. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, although um, apparently people are hanged and stockings and mistletoe are hung, I guess is the case. And again, I just laughed because when I read it, I was like, you see a white girl being hung. And I was like, <laughs> So, that's anyway. my bad but no no no, no. <laughs> don't even feel bad about it because i wouldn't bring it up if it wasn't a good opportunity for me to make a penis joke so i'm admitting to that and we're moving on <laughs> but this is where you reunite with Maya as well so you you find her again well or she finds you <laughs> so yeah i'll find each uh, other and if you interesting enough, i don't know if you did this right but if you photograph her head which is something you recommend to do throughout the game you get um a, a picture of some hands some creep basically some creepy hands grabbing at nothing just to sort of oh, you know, wow really yeah you, you you get a lot of images of how messed up she gets throughout the game. i never took any pictures of her now i gotta go replay the whole thing just to see <laughs> yeah, no, you're not missing much it's basically you'll just get some weird ass images it's usually something kind of like like at this point it's just like some some like deformed hands grabbing right. and nothing well basically. i'm sure there's a wiki out there that has them all yeah. in there but mm-hmm. anyway and yeah at the same time here you pick up the bloody ring um so you, you obviously go you go you go explore into the rooms you haven't explored yet and uh, you enter a room where a, a well a, i put here football but obviously in america it's a soccer ball <laughs> falls from Everything the everything changes names doesn't it yeah, no, yeah, of course yeah. <laughs> Very where a sporting ball falls from the ceiling <laughs> <laughs> and this is the room where you get all the like the child laughter and there's that you can take you can photograph a ghost here which is like a kid like closing the door and stuff um, yeah, this wasn't as effective as it sounds nah. like it would be. No, it wasn't really that creepy. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's they were trying to go for the whole, like, oh, it's kids laughing and it's not. Right, yeah. Uh, I mean, normally it can be scary, but it just didn't work here. Mm-hmm. And basically, there's a very sort of small puzzle here where you've got to, you have to pick the ball up and you have to use the ball to basically dislodge a key on the floor above it. Um, mm-hmm. And they, they all just fall down together and you can use that to progress. Um, you, you can take lots of pictures. There's lots of, like... Um, like stationary um kitty ghosts around here that you can photograph for your album yeah. um and there's uh there is a scene here where uh, mayo does get grabbed by a ghost um which which is quite common she can actually get hurt by ghosts in this game believe it or not yeah, yeah it's not can. very often but um like some ghosts will deliver she's essential for the ritual but <laughs> but yeah <laughs> But basically, usually a single photographic shot will take the ghost down. But most of the time, I go for you. I don't know if you had this problem, Fred, but usually, um, though uh, 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 though Maya's head gets in your way with some of the shots, it doesn't affect doing the damage to the ghosts, which I thought was yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, she's uh, it just passes right through her. Uh, yeah, 
So you could actually have a photograph of uh, Mayo's face, and it will actually damage the ghost that's literally. I'm sat pretty sure I did. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I was like, "Do I get a double hit?" You know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I also thought it was absolutely hilarious. Where in the next part, you fight a priest ghost right after a yeah. room full of laughing children. Like, I know, I know that yeah. wasn't intentional, but that was pretty messed up. Uh, but uh, that's my typical cynical American uh, uh, coming through. But uh, yeah, I like how you go. He has a big stick. Yes, he does. That's my way of remembering what he does. Come here, altar boy. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, the uh, idea... He wasn't wasn't that hard, but he did have... uh, He wasn't that hard. Anyway, uh... But he did have more range than most ghosts you'll take on. Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously, with the aforementioned big stick. Uh, but, uh... He's a very floaty ghost, the priest one. He's just like floating around. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, no, Come yeah. into my parlor. Would you like some tea? Uh, <laughs> have some sacramental wine. Uh, but yes. And then and then this is gets the area where you discover the kind of like the pressure pads. Mm-hmm. So you can get there is a like a small room you can enter where you can discover more of the um, the diaries where uh, Maya was standing pressure, but I love it though. Because when she goes, "Don't forget about me," <laughs> or something. Hold she, on, she was... bitch. Hold on. I'm reading <laughs> up on something. I know. Yeah. I was actually just very happy that I didn't have to like position her in the right place and tell her to stop and things like that. Like yeah. she's the game. Just goes. No, she knows to stand on that pad and wait once you discover there too. Mm-hmm. Um. So I like that. And she keeps telling you to promise that you'll stay together always, which is a reoccurring thing she'll constantly babble about, which is... Yeah, and then you get drunk and run off with the first man you see. <laughs> I know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh... Now, are these the books where you start hearing about uh, the necessity of twins? I think that's what a lot yeah. of these are about. You start getting the early kind of, you know, like, yeah, the twin law. And I think the... you hear about the boy and girl twin yeah. group. But anyway... Hmm. Really so you find the shadow key and then you backtrack to the room with the ball um now there's this there's this kind of big puzzle this is where you get the, the book the infamous book puzzle um uh-huh. it's, it's, it's not like an altar and there's there's a there's a few i didn't actually know the books were around the altar i was like thinking what am i supposed to do here <laughs> you actually, oh yeah there's the slots are above the altar that's right um but there's quite a few books that are literally just dotted around the altar you just got you're supposed Five. to read through them yeah yeah and then all you need to do is place them in the specific order in the altar, um, and then you get the light key. Uh, basically, this entire area, you're looking for two keys, a shadow key and the light key, which help you unlock a cell, um, which is like a little, a little small wooden cage. Um, but um, obviously... For children, it's really of course, up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in that, In this cell, you find the hammer key. Uh, and then... In, in true... Oh, um, and tell me in all honesty, yeah. did you know w- what order to put the books in, or did you... Uh, I had a good <laughs> idea as to which the first two were, and then I kind of rearranged the three until it unlocked. Uh, I Yeah, I totally did that. <laughs> okay. just, I just, just want to make sure that. I didn't... Like, you read it, and you can kind of tell the order, because it, like, depicts the rituals, but... Yeah. <clears throat> I wasn't clear on it. But you don't fail if you put them in the wrong order. It just no, no, it just doesn't do anything. It, trial. Yeah. it just felt like trial. I was, I was like, God, trial. I hope this clicks when I do it right. Yeah. <laughs> And it does, so. Mm-hmm. And so when you go out, so you, find, you eventually you find in the cell you find the hammer key, and then of course when you exit the cell, uh, Mayo for some reason doesn't go first and stays behind you and gets trapped. Yes. <laughs> behind bars, the Mayu story. Bars. Yeah. <laughs> 
and um, then you, you get your first like kind of flashback scene here with um, with the two with the two twins where they're like even younger because they're kind of young already in this game. So. Yeah, like they're mid to late teens. <laughs> yeah. And um, you basically find out why uh, Maya, who I mentioned at this age, she walks for limp. <laughs> and I actually thought that was a glitch with the game. She walks kind of like I do uh, right now. <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty funny. So, but uh, that was actually programmed. She does actually have a limp for a reason. I thought it was the right. one. Of those, I thought it was like the Resident Evil Four treatment where they're deliberately slow for like for the AI convenience. <laughs> so, well, it's really funny because she's all mad that you're leaving, and then like, remember my limp. <laughs> One thing to give this credit, this game credit for, unlike a lot of games where it's like a glorified um, escort mission, you can run far away from Io, and as soon as you go for a door, she'll be standing right behind you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, you're here. Thank God. I didn't want to deal with that again. Uh so yeah. (laughs) There's only this bullshit like, oh, you must wait for Mayo to get to Yes, (laughs) exactly. You need to let her get caught up. Or um actually in our next game club, Secret of Mana. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, your characters will get hitched up on something, and then your guy will get. There's like, he can only get so many, like, it's all like, it's not available, like, on screen. It's very much Zelda 3 looking. Mm-hmm. But it's all in a grid that's invisibly detected by the game, and so the game won't let you get X number of blocks away from them when they get hitched up on something, so then you have to backtrack and stuff and get them out of that area. You're like, come on, let's walk around the bush this way. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, so anyway, so. I, did, I did mention in the flashback. So yeah, basically, all, all that happens is nothing special. She gets, a, she gets, basically has a, she has a fall, so she ends up with a limp. Yes. So and that's it. And, and that's you watched and smiled. And you watched and smiled. Twisted and messed up. No, um, but uh, anyway, and that, and thus begins chapter five. Still no bosses yet. Uh, really, after the well. intro of bosses, but don't worry, they make up for it. Um, okay, so chapter five is the sacrifice. This is when the pacing gets a little faster on this, uh, which we probably should do for this anyway. Um, yep. you head down to the basement where there is a well and guess what the fuck <laughs> happens here? Yeah, we talked about that. Anyway, um, once you take out the girl from the ring, um, and hear that it's seven days away, uh, you use the hammer key on the outside and, uh, uh sorry, to get outside of the mansion. Uh, you backtrack to that boy who thinks you're this yai chick, uh, and uh, and you're told to go back to the Osaka house, um, and there you find um, a door where yeah, it's like a color. This is a common, it's a reoccurring puzzle as well. It happens a lot. Well, yeah, I my, think at least one of time. Yeah, my colorblind brothers and sisters cry at this puzzle every time, <laughs> yeah. uh, but. Uh, Anyway, it ends up uh, giving you um, entrance into a cave, which I never would have fucking gone in if I were her. Um, yeah. And in the depths of it, you find a chest. Um, and this is when the blind ghost, I'm guessing presumably because she was in the cave, uh, attacks you. <laughs> um, she's kind of all over the place. She's <laughs> swinging her arms like she's nuts and everything. Uh, but, uh, so she's frantic, but I think that's her only challenge. Um, she's, yeah, it's not too difficult. She's pretty easy. So, but anyway, I'm flailing as well. Yeah. (laughs) She's just all over the place. Once you kill her, you get the rusty key (laughs) and you head back to the rusty key opens the cell where Mio, uh, where Mayu is. You go all the way back to the cell where Mayu is, um, and you bl- bump into two blind ghosts together on the way. Yeah, that's that's true. Two <laughs> blind ghosts like, where are we going? I don't know. Let's go. Oh, look, there's a teenage chick. <laughs> you basically break up their date, and they're pissed about it. Um, and then Mayu's gone. 
Uh, but she did leave you a note. <laughs> yes, I Dear did. Mio, go fuck yourself. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and you find out that Say had uh, had a fall much like uh, Mayu and was caught by the villagers and taken uh, and taken away, basically. Um, and then you get to become Mayu <laughs> and uh, fucking butterflies. Woo! And uh, and uh, <laughs> you just keep uh, you just uh, you just keep running after them and uh, you're wandering around a mansion. So. Uh, and, uh, basically she is literally running in the direction you just came from. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, uh, basically she, yeah, you guys must've existed on an outside plane or they were just too lazy to explain it. Um, so of course you're like, fuck. (laughs) All right. I'm going back. Um, and you are getting stalked by the hang ghost. Um, Yes, the she doesn't actually race. have a rope. She doesn't actually have a rope. Her neck is just broken severely. Um, she's a little bit of a pain, but again, uh, normal enemies at this point in the game were never much of a problem for me. Um, you enter into the new house uh, where there's a projector area that plays uh, various films. You'll collect films to kind of play on them. Uh, and they all kind of lead up to the ritual, you know, kind of yeah. give you hints of it. They really hammer home this ritual thing uh, as this game moves forward. It starts to come really kind of big here. So you mentioned Say, who's um, she's one of the one of the twins that was supposed to be in the ritual, which led to why the village is all shrouded in darkness, basically. So yeah, and you start learning all kinds of lore as we go on, and I don't know how much we put in the notes here, but basically you read all kinds of rituals that you're not the first set of twins. Um, and basically, this ritual has to keep coming to stop. Every decade. Yeah, it's every <laughs> decade, specifically. And you're stopping, what is it? Kusa Well, you're basically no, stopping not. the Hedish Abyss from <laughs> taking... Yeah, and, and you're basically stopping this creature from... Uh, you're stopping Cthulhu from coming back and yeah. taking over the town, basically. Um, so it's very Lovecraftian. Uh, and, uh, and you're reading about all these different twins. There were two twin girls. I think they were the ones right before you. Um, and then obviously back in the fifties, there was the boy and girl combo. Um, which is, is that say and Yai or no, maybe so. say and Yai uh, were say, the say, two yeah, girls. Yeah, actually. Yeah. And apparently that teenage kid has been stuck in that house for like a decade <laughs> and hasn't realized it. Uh, and then over on the walkway where you saw Mayu, um, out comes the hanged ghost. Um, she does the round robin thing, like where she comes at you from the front and then sneaks up behind you. Yeah. Uh, it's okay, uh, but I was having I was having some issues with it. Um, it's more time consuming and frustrating than anything. And of course, the more frustrated I got, the worse at it I was. Um, so once I calmed down, just paused the game. I didn't die or anything, but I have to just go okay. What are you doing Still wrong? Have plenty of health potions, but yeah, because you. When I say I pause the game, you really pause to heal up, and then you're like, okay. Watch for her patterns. You kind of have to just memorize these ghost patterns. Um, anyway, you leave the area and uh, head to another house, which is blocked. You need to photograph the well in the village to unlock it. And this will go into the next chapter, chapter six. Oh. The doll <laughs> chapter. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, because we got 12 minutes left, we'll uh, jam. Let's try to speed along yeah. the end here. But the end is uh, this is where this really kind of ramps up. But continue. Um, so yeah, basically th- this chapter will probably be the mo- one we'll stick with most people when they play the game where, um, this house is basically filled with lots of hanging dolls, basically. And, um, most of the ghosts in this area are these kind of little girl doll children. Which you um, do exercise, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and 
they are by far the the biggest bullshit in the game. You know what? They actually remind me of the little children in Silent Hill, uh, the first one when you go to the school. Oh yeah, not aesthetically or anything, but just in in how annoying of an enemy they are. Yeah, basically how they work is there's always two of them. Now, what's interesting is they actually have they have the same health between them. So if right. you exercise one, they both die. Um, but I think they share the same health. But the reason they're a pain in the backside is the way they seem to work is that you're following one of them with the camera, and usually when you're following that one, one is literally up your ass and then it's grabbing. Yeah, they're you. ankle biting you. One's ankle biting you while you're chasing the other one. It's mm. Actually, it's very similar to what it would be like if you were actually trying to film children. <laughs> so, touche to them for that. And also, um, you know, and I, I, I'm sorry if this is kind of skipping ahead a little bit. Oh, no, um, that's all. But uh, the basic premise of this is just wander this house where you constantly get plagued by these kids yeah. uh, as you slowly assemble all the pieces uh, of a doll. That's pretty much all this bit. This bit is really is it. There's several. There's a, you, you get to a room where there's a so fucking yeah. much in this one. You are constantly looking at the map though, and the the um, the doll pieces are dropped by the go- these ghosts as well. So you have to mm. exercise these ghosts to get the doll pieces. Yeah, so it wouldn't be like you can just run through a room or anything, <laughs> right? Uh, so, um, so but, yes. But skip here because this this so that whole bit you just mentioned, Fred. It does this day. It does take quite a while, actually. Probably you know even like an hour or two, maybe. It took um, me two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, once I did this sem- in one sitting, and I remember thinking it was just going to be a casual eleven o'clock at night type thing. And next thing I know, it's like one twenty in the morning. I'm like, fuck, I gotta go to bed. I had work the next day. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so th- this is when you've assembled the doll. There's this room basically where the one where you got to assemble the doll. There's one next to it. The um, you still haven't finished the puzzle. You still got to go back and photograph a certain specific area in the bloody house to unlock basically these dials that you can then move the dolls yep. in a specific sort of pattern so that they um, will unlock the next area. Um, yep. Before you get to this bit, I was going to quickly mention the the suicide ghost. Yeah, the suicide ghost I, is interesting, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. You I get a cutscene of her actually committing suicide yeah, just to replay it. Uh, but yeah. I actually, I, 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 it might sound wrong, but I just, I never laughed so much at this ghost. We should point this... out she's not like sitting there crying at you, slitting her wrists <laughs> while Jam maniacally giggles at her. Uh, she leaps from a great height. And fall down, go boom. She slaps yeah. down kind of wily Coyote style at the bottom of a bell tower. So, yeah, I can see why it's kind of funny. And it's also funny because her move as a spirit is... To do that again. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. it's, she'll, she'll commit suicide multiple times to attack She's you. She's the power so. bomb ghost. Yeah. <laughs> And unfortunately, that's the only time this happens in the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so she's kind of a boss, I guess. But so going back to the, the the doll bit. So the best part is when you finally solve that doll puzzle, the actual statues themselves turn into more of the doll ghosts. So, yeah. Which is which I thought was the biggest fuck you to the player. Oh just... my god! Yes, and and then the doll maker mm-hmm. who sends kids and dolls and. <laughs> It's just a busy room. It's a small, annoying, busy room, and she's not easy to get a picture of her. She's got uh, a very short period of time where she's vulnerable. She's she's constantly invisible, and she's yeah. like she'll and she'll just fling dolls at you. <laughs> she made Jam write "fuck" on the the <laughs> notes, which he rarely does. Uh, so there you go. But anyway, 
So yeah, we finally solved the puzzle uh, once you've done the, after all of that, and you head down into your friend. Guess what? Another cave, which is quite a another cave. This one was really <laughs> eerie, though. Like this one was yeah. like no, no. But you have your sister with you, so I guess or no? I know she's not with you. Here. No. But this is where you encounter the, um, the hysterical say. Um, mm-hmm. who is, who is a ghost, by the way, which we should have, I think we mentioned that already, but, um, basically she scares the living piss out of Mio, um, so much she drops the camera and the flashlights. Yeah, well, I love in that cutscene, I'm like, this is where you finally decide to go, I oh, fuck it, I'm leaving the cave and I'm gonna leave the flat, I'm gonna leave it there. Uh, but yeah. This is where I quit. <laughs> so. Even Heather from Silent Hill 3 isn't this dumb. All right, so real quick, so, um, Chapter 7, Sai. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, you have no camera in this one. Um, Pretty much, yeah. You see Mayu wandering around, but it's actually Sai as she stalks you, and she does stalk you through much of it. Yeah. Um, and touching her will lead to an endless or an instant death. Um, I died a, a handful of times, but nothing ridiculous. You just have to remember to constantly be on the move. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you have another rotating doll puzzle. Yep. (laughs) And you run around and do a lot of backtracking until you eventually find Mayu in a backlocked room. Um, And then you've got the twin boys in the red kimonos. um, And you find them. This is just like the doll puzzle. You've got to go hunt them down and photograph them to get the key, basically. Yeah, and at what point do you go... Oh, you go back and... uh, Yeah, you just keep backtracking and you eventually go back and get the camera and everything before you find Mayu. So then you're taking pictures of them. Um, you say zero shots are fairly easy. Yeah, it's it's just time consuming when you just yeah, run around trying to find them in every place. Um, and then after defeating the red kimono ghosts about four billion times, um, <laughs> you uh, turn around and uh, and Mayu is now gone again. Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, she's run off into the night. But don't leave her. Uh, and Sai, of course, uh, uh, shows up, and you kind of see a cross cut of like her and Mayu. And so yeah. it's like, what's going on here? So, um, do you want me to just burn through chapter eight? Yep, let's do it. All right, well, so in this chapter, you basically go, fuck you, my you, uh, <laughs> strap her to a tree, and, uh, you're, you're doing a lot of fetch quests, uh, for some cogs. Yeah. Um, uh, you head to some cool set pieces around here, especially the cemetery. I really like the uh-huh. cemetery. Um, and then you go by the dam, the, the much talked about dam, uh, and, uh, I don't know where their dolls, uh, yay dolls. Uh, that's where they go when they die. They hang out by the water's edge. Um, and then, uh, and then of course, Mayu is, is, is far beyond driven at this point. She ate some mushrooms while you were gone and now she's <laughs> fucked up and loopy. Um, but, uh, but again, you know, you grab her and you're like, okay, let's leave the village. Right. Um, yeah. But no, no, she, all of a sudden a ghost goes, boo, and you're like, okay, I'll deal with them. And Mayu's like, oh, I'm going to run off into the night. This will be fun. And we enter the final chapter, which I'll let you take over for real quick. So um, so in the final chapter, basically, you do actually get a choice here, Fred. So once you've defeated those ghosts, which you mentioned, it's basically the pitchfork ghosts again. So they're just the, you know, the, the burning torches. You can, if you want to at this point, leave the village. And you'll get the, you'll get kind of like, it's not really an ending because you just get a game over and you'll just restart where you left off. <laughs> so, it You're abandoning it, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you can leave the village and I'll even say to you, are you sure you want to leave Mayo behind? And, um, uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, like, pretty sure. yes, I do. Yeah. yeah, actually I thought I'd beaten the game. So I just haven't seen the rest of this. No, I'm just, yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, 
you're not missing much. It's an instant game over. It's considered a fail, basically. You're not supposed to do that. So what you're supposed to do is follow Mice. You go all the way back to the mansion, basically. It was where you went to in Chapter 2. Um, slash chapter three, really. Um, and, um, you go where, you go across the walkway, you get quite a few of the, the crimson butterfly moments with Mayu where you're controlling her and she'll show you where to go. It's trying to build, they're trying to build tension at this point. It's kind of like really big, oh god, so shit's gonna go down. Go? Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Deeper and deeper. And you get into that main room, which was locked from the beginning, um, mm-hmm. which is where the kind of the rich, the of sacrifice is sort of prepared and everything. And this is where this is this turns into a big boss rush, rush, and gen- generally an enemy rush. Now, your first big boss is the um, the priest, another priest ghost, but he's got kind of like a deformed face. Yeah, uh, he's like kind of like skeletal priest mode, <laughs> and, um, and he takes so, he takes like big driving whacks at you with his stick. I love yeah. the stance he takes. You're he's like, very it's slow. A, it's an oh shit, yeah. yeah. He's slowly like, and all you gotta do is snap the camera at him. But you gotta get close to him. Yeah, and he, he and what to make things a bit harder is he will fling like up to three of the regular priest ghosts at you. Yeah, to... he will. I forgot about that. Yeah, he does. Uh, but he's not too hard though. I mean, it's just a case again, patience and just, just stay kind focused. Of, yeah. <laughs> And it's recommended here you save because there's no going back off this part. So. Yes, yes. Uh, so then you go down to the long cave area. Down into the cave where there's yeah. tons of blind ghosts, uh, which are. you can avoid. You yeah. can just run past them. And I did. Uh, I, I was on kind of a mad dash. And then you get to the ritual area mm-hmm. where you kind of see the two the twins candles. kind of floating as uh, – lots of candles, very creepy. You see the two twins kind of floating as uh, – um, uh, you know, I thought this was where we were going to see, you know, like a, a ritual sacrifice or something, which we do. But isn't it is it Sai who throws herself in there? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she becomes the final boss, which is called what the Kajuju oh. or something. I don't remember the Kaiju. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like the glorified priest. Yeah, something acid like or something like that. <laughs> he looks like hair. a Kuma, basically. Um, and is he the same one as the impossible to kill ghost from chapter two? I think so. Yeah, okay. I believe so. It's the same one. So this is the, the, now you have to kill it. But <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, and then uh, yeah, and then he's just you got to snap him when he arrives. You just kind of use in third person to look around the room. And when he arrives, you snap a picture of him. If he touches you, you die. Although he's pretty easy as long as you snap a picture of him first. He's really not threatening uh but i would get to a point where i would be near the end and then he would he would get me um yeah that's what got took me. me about four or five tries to get him mm-hmm. and the worst part is is if you miss a shot he regenerates his health yes that too <laughs> um so yeah um and it was one of those things where it's like okay i'll try it one more time and then i'm gonna quit yeah and then i beat him so but um, once that's over you get well, this is where you'll get the everyone's first time through. You'll get the crimson butterfly ending. Basically, you you'll go to the area of the ritual sacrifice and um, you find Mayo finally. Yeah. <laughs> After all that, and, and everything's you, cool and yeah, it's a happy ending because you literally strangle your sister. So. Yeah, <laughs> how about that, huh? So. Yeah, so yeah, you complete basically you complete the sacrifice, and um, Mayu turns into a crimson butterfly, uh, and this is considered the canonical ending of the series. <laughs> this is well, you had to you, you had to make sure that that guy doesn't get out ever again. So of course, um, so and then of course the lingering scent ending is the one you talked about where you leave. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the hellish abyss where Mayo and uh, Mayu and Mio, uh, uh, sorry, Mio rescues Mayu from Sai. 
uh, and looks into the hellish abyss, causing her to go blind, and both sisters survive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you want to talk about these these last endings, and VGO hang in there, we'll be done in one sec. <laughs> well, the, um, the I, I haven't obviously, I've, I've, I've watched these endings on, on YouTube just before the show, but the That's director's cut, <laughs> yeah, it's all fine for me, uh, director's cut, plus the Wii version, there's the there's the super duper happy ending called The Promise, which is where Ye and Sei, who are the original twins who are supposed to do the sacrifice properly, they do the ritual sacrifice and both Mio and Mayo both leave safely with their eyes intact. <laughs> Peace the, signs and glitter yeah, and yeah. confetti and they all have like tears for eyes. It's, it's, it's so cute. It's the happy, happy the teddy bear comes out and hugs them and they eat bubble gum. It's great. And then, just when you thought that the Wii was a kid's console, the Wii comes along with two of the darkest endings yes. in, the, in the series. So they have the Shadow Ritual ending, which is basically where Mayo is, takes too long to set, to get to Mayo. And both of them die in yes. this really hot graphics sort of um, scene, where, where, where basically it brings on the repentance. Hell literally um, erupts from that volcano oh, okay. area <laughs> i was like do their heads explode scanner style like that would be fantastic Nah, it's not as exciting as that but it, <laughs> but it's it's pretty like depressing <laughs> and it, even more depressing is it sees the other kid that's in the jail cell he gets overcome as well and he's just like oh fuck <laughs> it's just <laughs> so it's like it's basically like the uh like the, it's the it's the really bad ending and then the oh, alternative <laughs> yeah. and the other ending is the frozen butterfly on the wii which is where um basically mayo refuses to strangle mayo and they stay together in the creepy village i, I read somewhere that i watched it and it, it they it said on the um on the notes that she actually strangles her which i guess she kind of does so they swap roles basically ah, okay. um but basically, they both stay in the village forever. Trapped they, forever, like the trapped forever. Girl. And it's a very depressing ending as well. But the last shot, do you remember that scene where Say is like hysterically laughing as all the dead bodies? Mm-hmm. Um, the last shot is with Mio and Mayo just in that. They're in the middle of that. And there's just all these dead bodies around them. So it's nice just like, and creepy. wow. Yeah. yeah, and that's the Wii. <laughs> <It's just> the... <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Well, there you go. Okay, well, we're stripped for time. So real quick, I just want to wrap up and say thank you, yeah. everybody, for coming out. Thank you, chatters. Uh, check out uh, some of those videos leading up to Halloween. Uh, we will have a uh, co-opt review of this going up as well. Remember, our next game club is Secret of Mana. We're playing it for November, December. It is on the Wii Virtual Console. It is also a, a SNES game. So uh, without further ado, you can find us at uh, GamingHistory101.com on Twitter at SpidersVenom at uh, Jam Elias. Sorry, VGO. We're out. Peace, peace, peace.